Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. All right, and we're back, man. Episode 86. I'm sitting here chilling. Me and Keith are about to go in on this podcast. I got a Bud Light Orange. This this uh, podcast has been sponsored by Bud Light Orange. <laughs> Only the smoothest oranges to go into these beers. <laughs> are you looking for a nice getaway? Do you want to go to Hawaii? Well, there's no need to. Just get a Bud Light Orange. <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Switching gears. Uh, recently, I have a very inconvenient story uh, regarding myself. Uh, but at the beginning of last week, um, I had an issue with my window on my work truck. It's a 1994 Chevy Silverado. I just use it for work. It's a pretty reliable truck. You know, I just keep, you know, like, a, you know, a, a big floor jack and t- some tools. And, you know, I have some speakers in that truck or had past tense. Um, but to make a long story short, my fucking window, uh, my uh, my um, automatic window on the passenger side started fucking up. It didn't roll all the way up. And th- and basically, I was going to get it fixed. But I didn't even make it to day two because when I went out in the morning the, the following day, my work truck had been robbed. They stole my speaker box. They stole tools. Uh, and they stole some other shit. They stole like my hard hat from work, which is doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And they stole some other belongings. They uh, my my gym bag, my tool bag that I had or whatever. And I was just like, wow, you know. And here's the deal, man. First and foremost, um, I kind of blame myself, even though I shouldn't. I'm the one that got fucking robbed. But had I taken care of what I needed to take care of earlier, then I would have not been so vulnerable for one uh, Two, the area I live in. I'll leave that. Uh, I won't tell you where I live. I don't want you trying to knock on my door, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this area is not, it, it's, it's gotten progressively worse. Like it wasn't bad. I've been living here for a while, but there's too many shady motherfuckers coming around here and shit starting to happen. And uh, yeah, um, to make a long story short, I've been uh, I got robbed um, and uh, now I'm going to be moving because I'm on my this is just not going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Keith's got some stories. I'd like to elaborate, Keith. Yeah, I've been uh, robbed a few times and me and Eddie live down the street from each other. So. um. If anybody got a couch I can live on, uh, I'm just getting tired of living around these niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's ridiculous, but, man. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things I think that, uh, you know, obviously we come from uh, poverty-stricken areas, but, you know, we're we're, you know, progressing in life and, you know, in a position to where we don't have to uh, – live in certain areas anymore you right know, obviously it's it's nice to pay you know a few hundred dollars for rent but you know it's it's worth spending that extra that extra few hundred dollars in order to live in a more safe area you know right. live in a space where you ain't got to worry about you know even if you do happen to forget that you you know you left your uh you know obviously your wallet can get stolen anywhere but exactly. you know sometimes if you in a certain I remember when I was living in Nevada I rarely locked my car doors and sometimes we didn't even lock the house door you know wow. we just 
um, you know, for whatever reason, if somebody didn't have a key or whatever, it would it wouldn't be a problem just to leave the door open, and you know, no one's ever breaking into your house, and you know, you know, all your valuables will be safe. But you know, I'll hear if you happen to leave your window down for one night, your whole speakers is gone. It's ridiculous. You know, I got my window uh, bashed, um, and they didn't even take much. They didn't take really anything valuable my stereo was still in the car they try to rip it out but you know it was bolted down uh tight enough to where they couldn't get it out and then uh you know i guess it was taking too long so they probably just took off but you know it was just it's just you know things that happen um far too often and i guess you know at the end of the day we can only blame ourselves for allowing someone to you know have that have that opportunity yeah but it's like blaming yourself is not good either you can't blame yourself for people being a piece of shit they need to get a fucking job but at the end of the day it's just it's just a a certain amount of accountability Mm -hmm. holding yourself accountable for what you could have changed prior to that situation i talked about moving a long time ago i didn't take it i I didn't you know take it serious my thing is being as i'm a truck driver um i didn't feel the need to be up and moving because i'm not home like that you know um I'm a local guy. I'm home every day, but I basically come home to sleep and then I'm back to work. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just stick around here. But I knew I should have left. You know, the, the area is progressively getting worse. Is I you know, I think there's an influx of people from different cities coming here, too. You know, they, they try to make it like there's not, but they're dropping off a lot of people from L.A. Um, it's, it's, it's not a conspiracy theory, but like the homeless community. And I'm not trying to talk bad about the homeless because they're human beings. But... In every group, there's pieces of shit. Black, white, Mexican, regardless of who it is, within every back, every, within every group, there's people that's pieces of shit. And the homeless community is no different. And they don't have to be homeless to be stealing from you, though. No, they don't have to. But I'm just saying in general, if you have an influx of people or a community or whoever, there's there's not there's people that are pieces of shit in every background. Yeah. People that are not from here. So that's just a theory that I have. But you could also just be a tweaked out motherfucker trying to steal shit. Yeah. You know, but I think somebody that has a they probably have an apartment and pay their rent on time and everything. They probably stole that from me. Who knows? But uh, I'm just glad I didn't have no peace because, I, you know, I would have been like get on the ground right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but my thing is that that's still an extreme for me. Like if you're going to take my stereo, I don't want to pull a gun out on you for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it just goes to show folks there's no better time than now. I think that the moral of the story is now is the best time. Don't say, ah, well, I was going to do that, but I'll just wait till, no. If you know something needs to be taken care of, you do it now. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking wait. Don't wait. Don't wait till the new year to fucking uh, have a new year's resolution. You know, I don't want to lose weight, but I need to wait another month and then I'm going to, no, that's not how life works. You get shit done now or eventually you're going to pay a penalty for it. Mm-hmm. And I paid the penalty for it. So I only could be so mad, you know, and at the end of the day, I could replace that shit right now. I could go right down the street, it reinstall whatever I got stolen and fucking go right back on what I need to do. But I'm not even going to buy a stereo now. I don't see the point. You know, I'll, I'll do that some other time. But mm-hmm. it's just it's neither here nor there. It's just a learning experience, man. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah, man. Shit, I was wondering when the fuck you was going to say something. I don't got nothing to say. Niggas getting robbed. God, I damn. Know. I don't know what to say. Keith's sitting here thinking about gumdrops, and I'm doing this. 
You got yeah. you got your story out, man. Yeah. Good. All right, switching gears, man. Uh I had a situation that was it was uh uh, it, it kind of I use my podcast skills on this guy. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically what had happened is, is there's a place where um, me and, and a couple of my coworkers where we parked the trucks and in that yard. I basically uh, we do the pre trip on a truck and, you know, check everything out, check the oil and all that before we leave uh, to start our shift. And as I was about to leave, I was approached by some random dude i could tell you it was a a hostile situation because i could hear him get out his truck and slam the door and he started walking towards me and i said whoa what's going on man and he says hey i'm so-and-so from up the street and your drivers need to stop hitting u-turns on my property and doing this and i said hey i don't know what's going on um but uh you know my name is such and such i just told him my name is eddie um I, i don't know what you're referencing can you run that back uh again please so then he says it again. He's talking fast. You can tell his heart rate's up. He's just, he comes in. He's reached his boiling point before I even know what the fuck is going on. So he proceeds to talk and raise his voice. I said, hey, you need to you need to bring your voice down. Stop yelling, right? So then he's like, no, you need to listen to what I'm saying. I said, hey, you need to knock that off. I don't know you. You need to, and then I told him, you need to back up too. You need to back up and lower your voice. And he was an older guy. So mm-hmm. this guy's in his 60s, probably probably like 62. But he's in pretty decent shape. So even though he was older, you're still a threat. You could be fucking Chuck Norris for all I know. I don't know what the fuck you do, yeah. you know? So I was like, dude, back up. And so finally, I got that guy to calm down. We were able to have a conversation. And he ended up shaking my hand. But I had to basically son this guy. I had to tell him, hey, look, like I'm not going to play your game. You know, if you if you're gonna talk to me, we're gonna talk. You're not gonna yell at me. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. And then also, public perception is I'm a 34 year old black man. This guy's 60 some years old. And if we're yelling at each other, people listening like it doesn't matter that you're black. Shut the fuck up, okay? It does because public perception is you see a young black guy yelling at an older white dude. You're gonna say, is that old guy okay? Mm-hmm. So I I am pre- I'm aware of that since I'm self-aware. I'm like, I'm not going to be yelling at this guy. He's my and I respect my elders for one. But two, I'm protecting myself because I don't want people from the outside thinking I'm a I'm a nut job. I was able to neutralize that situation without it going out of control. So that's just one layer to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much Keith gives a shit to weigh in on it. <laughs> we, had, we had a conversation about it. No, nah, um, I think that. um you know, it, it was it's dope that we have this platform because you are able to um, utilize some of the things that you learn just by communicating on this podcast in real life. Right. You know, that's, uh, you know, just one opportunity you had to to do that. And I think, for you know, even for myself, I I can't think of an example right now. But, you know, we we had that subject a while back where we talked about the things that we learned um, or how, you know, we applied you know, the stuff that we learn on the podcast to real life and, you know, just how much better we are at communicating. Right. Because we put in, um, you know, I don't know how many hours, you know, probably like 300, you know, ridiculous. 300 hours of, you know, just communicating with people, communicating between me and you, um, you know, having guests on and stuff like that. Exactly. So um, this is dope that we are able to um, utilize these skills in real life so 
Um, and on top of the fact that dude is just an asshole. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't understand why. And you, you didn't even mention the fact that you um, you asked him a couple times, did he actually own the space? Exactly. Yeah. I was getting to that. Yeah. And, um, you know, his response was basically like, what does that matter? What does that matter? Which implies that he doesn't own anything. He's right. just a disgruntled employee mm-hmm. that takes his job too seriously. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah. And as the conversation had progressed, I, I told him, I said, hey, is that your property back there? He said, that's not important. I said, well, I'm just asking. He said, well, yeah, that's not important. All I'm saying is you can't do this. So don't come over to, first of all, you're coming over to private property. The yard that we're on, that's private property. Yeah. You're, com- you're, you're complaining about us being on your private property that you don't fucking own, right? And you're coming over here and you're yelling and making hell in this yard. So mm-hmm. I kicked him out the yard. We walked to the street and talked. I'm like, you're not going to be in here raising your voice and yelling at me. And I don't know you. Mm-hmm. And I think an older guy, especially an older man, does not want to be told to calm down by a younger dude. They they think that they could just tell us, you know, hey, you need to do this. Like, don't spend too much time dictating. Just because you've been doing your job longer doesn't mean that, you know, that you are any better than I am. Yeah. So you need to chill out. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think people are this also proved the point that people are too used to um, leveling up on people in regards to being angry. Like he he expected me to raise my voice. Then he raises his voice later more. And then we're like, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. No. Yeah. I don't do that. I'm a dude. We are adults. There is no excuse for us to be yelling and screaming. That's not communication. That is like that is the most weird like animal-like behavior ever mm-hmm. you know we weren't put we weren't put on this earth to yell and scream and tell each other to fuck ourselves and get in fights mm-hmm. like i'm not that's not gonna happen and for him to come at me and be hostile and not know me who knows what this guy was up to mm-hmm. who knows he could have been a fucking fifth degree black belt and was hoping that i did something so he could punch me in the throat who fucking I knows even, i think that the opposite though i don't think anyone with that caliber caliber of uh or that skill set would be that aggressive most of those people are great point pretty chill and you know they kind of understand the power of their hands so great point they ain't really approaching people because they 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 respect fighters you know what i right. mean so they could look at you and be like maybe this dude be you know doing mma himself damn that's a great point very yeah. very great point mm-hmm. yeah ultimately folks uh the, the point of this was a few things one of them was to learn how to communicate so uh, i mean if you don't know someone you need to approach them in a very, um, I, won't, I won't say just gentle. You can be firm and gentle at the same time. Mm-hmm. You could get your point across and let people, you could tell a whole story just by how your mannerisms, you know, um, uh, your wording, all those things matter. Mm-hmm. But when you're yelling and raising your voice, people already tuned you out. That's why I told myself, if I'm ever, you know, if I do get married, I'm not yelling at my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. See, you got to understand something. When you yell at a woman or she yells at you, whatever, you guys aren't communicating. You, you're you're canceling each other out. Mm-hmm. That's how divorces happen too. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't care. You want to do blah blah. Nobody's trying. And then you're then what? Another nigga want this pussy anyways. Right. Right. <laughs> then women say some hurtful shit. Yeah. So they're just all they're trying to do at that point is level up on you. Mm-hmm. They want to say some wild shit to get you mad. 
like, you know, oh, you got a little dick. You can have a nine inch dick. And they'll be like, that's why your dick's small. You'd be like, wait, it's not. <laughs> you know, and, and all it is is people are trying to hurt you at that point because yeah. the communication stopped and then all this wild shit took over. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to dial that shit back, dial it back and say, hey, even if this person's giving me bad energy and they want to yell and they want to scream and they want to be tripping, I'm going to fucking neutralize this whole shit. I'm going to extinguish this person's bad behavior. And if I can't extinguish it, then I'm going to tell them, hey, have a nice day. And I'm going to walk off. Mm-hmm. Dude, you uh, man, you people don't realize how much power there is to keeping your cool, man. Yeah. If you can do that. Yeah. You'll get a long way in life just oh, yeah. uh, keeping a level head in any kind of situation. Right. Because like you said, you know, how aggressive he came at you. If you were to just try to match that aggressiveness, um, y'all probably would have just ended up fighting each other. Yes, yeah, true. You know, police would have been called. Somebody might have lost their job and all kind of crazy stuff. But honestly, it just sucks that you have to be the bigger man in that situation when this man is like 60 years old. Yeah, but what I've learned is age does not automatically bring wisdom. Yeah. Sometimes age could bring on it could bring on people say, you know, you age like fine wine, but you can age like milk also. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you'll be an old spoiled motherfucker over here trying to tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. OK, there have been truck drivers that I've met also that have been driving longer than me, but they also have really bad habits. So me, I've only been driving for five years and some other guy could be driving for 19 years. But in those 19 years, like habitually, you suck. Mm-hmm. You don't have a good system. You have you can't shift right. You do all kind of things wrong. But in your mind, you think that I'm going to tell this young guy what to do because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. When in actuality, that young guy's got five quality years and you got 19 shit years. Yeah. So there's a lot. People don't understand, man. You know, you can't come approaching me with nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's sad that I'm only 34 years old and I'm able to basically tell you to shut the fuck up and be quiet without telling you to shut the fuck up and be quiet. Yeah, in an articulate way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that it matters, man. And you know what's funny, too, is, is from perception-wise, if you look at someone, you might not expect for them to be intelligent. I'm just, a, I was a, I'm a big dude. I had on, like, my, my work shit. Um, maybe he thought I was going to be some young punk to give him hell, and that's why he came in like that. He thought that he probably had to be firm with me because if I'm not firm with him, then they don't, he's not going to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, um, I think you need to have the same attitude when you talk to everyone, and that's come at them with respect. Yeah, you know, don't don't make this assumption uh, and um, think thinking in your mind that you're inserting yourself in a situation that um, basically means you have to behave a certain way. That's fake too. Yeah. Also, when he's not even talking to you, right? You weren't even the one that was doing whatever he was exactly mad about. Like, nigga, get out of my face. Yeah, man. You got your black guys mixed up, brother. Yeah. You know, go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And I said, and I also mentioned, I said, you're talking to me as if I was the one that uh, committed this infraction or whatever you're talking about. And, you know, he was like, well, I'm just saying that you need to tell your guys. I'm like, well, I said, you don't run nothing here, man. Yeah. Like, you, you're not, you don't run anything here. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, man. But, you know, you're making that impossible by trying to dictate the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not how things work. Like, you know, uh, unfortunately, I don't negotiate with terrorists. So ah. you need to. 
<laughs> get the fuck out of my gate and bring your voice down. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. If it, This is how bad it was. If he was just some guy on the street and this motherfucker approached me the way he did and I wasn't at work in any way, I would have said, hey, stop right there. And if he didn't stop, I would have been punching him already. <laughs> but Yeah. The bad thing is, is like, all whoever was doing was just turning into his property to go back into the yard. Right. Like, basically, you know, for you listeners at home, if you live, um, you know, in a house or something like that, basically, the a visitor of the neighbor, um, somebody was basically visiting a neighbor across the street. And in order to hit a U-turn, they had to pull into your parking lot and then pull right. out and then uh, pull off. That's basically what he's mad about. Yeah. But yeah, it's up. It's up. It's regarding a big rig. Yeah, you know, we're driving. We're pulling a 40, 45 to forty-seven. Yeah, it's probably a long. little bit louder, I guess. Yeah, shaking the walls a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but there's a whole parking lot that's next to the place mm-hmm. that we could hit a U-turn in. The guy doesn't run anything. I just think that um, people work at a job for so long and they don't have control within their own life, and sometimes yeah. it, they they bring that attitude to work. Yeah. And they like to control and micromanage people. But the the problem with that is, is you don't run shit over here, homie. Yeah. You don't run shit over here. And I made that very apparent. Mm-hmm. Like I made it very clear that you don't run anything, but you can try and you will fail and I will move on with my day. I think he um, he's suffering from a lack of pussy juice in his life. Yeah. Man, he's all dried up. Yeah. Niggas that be getting pussy juice don't be, you know. Don't be that kind of angry. Look, don't be mad at me because I get nice, firm erections. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. You can imagine being an old guy and they'd be like, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> Why? Because that motherfucker gets firm erections. <laughs> That's comedy. A 30-something-year-old re- erection is a whole nother story, man. Yeah. That's a grown man erection right there. Yeah, you walking around with a limp dick. That's nasty. They'd be like, man. They're like, oh my god, are you like thirty four? And like, yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, let let this be a lesson too. One final thought: whoever you are and wherever you work or whatever you do, do not ever let anyone talk to you that way. Ever. If it's a boss and you're afraid to lose your job, and they come in and they're yelling and they're screaming, just stop and say, "Hey, um, are you all right?" And they're gonna say, "What? What do you mean? I'm fine." But I'm saying, "But like, hey, are you okay?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm all right." Be like, "Well, no, I'm just asking you because you're yelling at me, and you, it's not in your job description to yell at me. Mm-hmm. It is not in any boss's job description to yell at you. And any boss that tries to do it is basically they're uh, they're abusing their power. Yeah, you you don't have a right to yell at me at all. That's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's a job. At the end of the day, it's a job." And if you want to, if you if you are afraid to be fired because you have integrity, then you really need to leave that job. Yeah, you got me fucked up. If you wouldn't yell at me in these streets, you damn near you better never yell at me at this job. You got me fucked up. I ain't been yelled at since I played football. Mm-hmm. And the last motherfucker that tried to yell at me at work, a boss, I told him, I said, "Hey, don't you ever do that again." That's the last time. Don't you ever yell at me again. Mm-hmm. He's like, excuse me. I said, you yelled at me. We're both grown men. Don't pu- don't play with me like that. Don't you ever yell at me again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, uh, I was going to apologize. You got to let motherfuckers know, man. Don't, don't fucking play with me, dude. This is not 
this is not a game you want to play. It's not a threat either. You're not saying, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> but it's like, dude, like, this is a job. You taking it too seriously by yelling. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. People just don't know how to communicate, which is sad. No. No, I mean, I mean, and it's like maybe you yell at your wife, right? And maybe she, you know, responds to you yelling at her. But I'm not your wife. I will slap the fuck out of you, man. Mm-hmm. Don't play with me like that. that mm-hmm. That's not cool. And I'm saying that as a person that respects everyone. I don't mm-hmm. yell at people. Keith knows this. Mm-hmm. I never be like, Keith, I don't know why you be. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never do that to Keith. Keith's not that type of dude, for one. Mm-hmm. But two, that's I'm not that type of dude, mm-hmm. you know? I don't never see Keith yell at people ever. Keith would just be like, "Man, that person's stupid." Yeah, last time I yelled at somebody was some kids when I was working uh, last year. Oh, I was yelling at them like maybe once a week. Oh man, yeah. Nah, the only time I be yelling, I be like, when I'm having sex, I be like, "Yeah, you like this cock?" (laughs) 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 Yeah, you got some nice pussy juice. Yeah. (laughs) 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 oh damn all right switching gears what is a real man i see people use this 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 term i guess yeah and and it's it's highly subjective they'll be like a real man does this and a real man knows this this and that or i hear men say i'm a real man and i'm thinking like what does this mean Mm -hmm. this could mean anything um recently i seen a video and there was a guy that was you know, running his mouth, talking this and that. Um, we could insert the clip here. You've been married to your wife 18 years and Shane never paid what? I've been married to my wife for 18 years, going on 19 years. Move my wife has fellas. never paid a mortgage payment. She's never paid a gas bill, electric bill. She's mm-hmm. never paid a cable bill. She's never had to pay insurance for her cars. I pay for all that. But that's what a fucking man does. For his family, I don't, I don't, I'm not on no pedestal behind it, but that's what a man is. A man takes care of his family. My wife shouldn't have to worry about a goddamn mortgage payment. She doesn't have to worry about the lights being on, gas being on, food in the motherfucking refrigerator. She don't pay for food, she don't pay for none of that. That's my motherfucking job. Understand me? You don't have to be on a pedestal to do that shit. That's what a man do, and a man don't brag about that shit. I'm not bragging at all, but that's what a fucking man does. A man that got eight children. And 12 grandchildren. Say it again. Okay. And, you take- and I've never been under one child support order in my life. And you take care of all of them. You do for all. I- all right. Well, basically, the gist of it was uh, I ain't never, she ain't, my, my wife ain't never paid a utility bill at this time. And she ain't never paid this bill at this time. She ain't never had to do this and that. And I'm thinking, like, first of all, your wife is fucking lazy. <laughs> she's lazy yeah. I, I don't want a woman that is okay with me paying all these fucking bills and she does nothing I don't care if I make over a million dollars a year I want a woman that's a boss in her own right I don't want a woman that sits back and plays her role and especially in this in this in the landscape of America today where um, it's extremely progressive and women are fighting for equality how do you believe in equality but you still believe in gender roles that's not equality that's just giving you a one up. So it's okay for you to sit back while I make all the money. And what the, matter of fact, what are you doing with your money? If you're not paying no bills and doing nothing, why am I paying for everything? Are you not you're supposed to be my wife, not a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. 
You know, I'm in no way, shape, or form am I shaming women that are, you know, like a, like you could, I guess you consider them a housewife or one that takes care of the family. Okay, I get it. If that's what you do and you guys have that uh, uh, arrangement, then that's fine. But if you just ain't paying nothing because you ain't paying nothing because I'm a woman, I want to spend my money on purses and makeup and look pretty, then you suck as a person. Like you're failing as a woman. You need to step your game up. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I just don't like when these men get on the internet and it just sounds like they're pandering to women. Oh, my God. Yeah, I take care of my wife. I do everything for her. She ain't got to pay for nothing. She ain't got to pay for her nails. I pay every single bill in the house. Like, nigga, shut up. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And and I I don't know who, you know, obviously there's a bunch of women that were, you know, in the comments probably, you know, applauding him. Right. Yes, yes. But um, I don't know of any men or many men in 2019 that are applauding this effort fuck that you just sound like an idiot to me um you know you working this hard just to pay bills like it don't sound like you know like where do you leave room for yourself to um to invest in a business or you know do do the things that you know will probably make you happy to me it sounds like you just working to for the wife right that's, yeah that's prostitution yeah and you know like eddie <laughs> says like what is the what is the what is the woman the woman doing you know i don't know if she's working a job or i don't you know he didn't mention much about the woman but right if she's just sitting at home like you know is she cooking is she you know is she getting a degree like what what is she doing to where she doesn't to, right. she doesn't uh act to anything she's not paying any sort of bills or anything i mean you think about it if a woman's not doing anything you're paying bills all she's doing is sucking dick that's really it yeah that's terrible i don't want a wife like that yeah it's like she's not oh here's there's there's the thing anybody to take this out of context i don't care listen to this um a woman to me is not a trophy a woman to me like my wife is my equal you know what i'm saying so i don't want a woman to play down to me like oh you're the king of the house and you know you get to lead and i'm like no i want a woman that's like that doesn't need me that's the type of woman that i like that i'm attracted to yeah there's a woman who doesn't need me i want a woman i don't want a liability yeah if you're if you got a chick at home and she's your wife girlfriend whatever she doesn't pay for shit that's not a wife that's a liability yeah you know and and it's not and First of all, any woman that will sit back and let you pay for everything, she's not pushing you. Yeah. I want a woman that works hard herself so she could push me. And I won't have no excuse not to work harder because I'm looking at my wife do it every day. That is the biggest difference. And if you sit back and accept the fact that, oh, my man can pay for everything, and then you that means you suck. Yeah. You're settling to suck. And if you have daughters, especially if you have young daughters, especially, and they see you sit back and allow your man to pay for everything, you're just going to groom another generation of women who sit back and allow men to pay for everything. That's not good. Yeah. I, you know, the whole pay for everything is one thing. But my, my point is that you're raising a, a, a woman that's going to be delusional. Right. That's going to think that she can you know, get her high school diploma and then somebody's going to sweep her off her feet. Right. And she's going to be able to sit at home and, you know, you know, sift through Pinterest and Instagram all day and click on whatever. 
and she's going to be, you know, she's going to have access to the credit card and she's going to be charging up everything and she ain't got to do nothing. That's like, terrible. like Eddie said, you, you want a partner in life. You don't want someone that's, um, that you're taking care of. You know what I mean? To me, that sounds like, you know, a child or like you mentioned a child or it sounds like, you know, an older parent that's not a, you know, able to take care of themselves anymore. That right. doesn't sound like a wife to me or no. a, a husband or whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got to say. Bro, here's the thing. I'd rather have a woman who I hardly see because she's busy than a woman who's always available because she ain't doing shit. Mm hmm. I'd rather hardly be able to see you and because you would work or you're doing something or, you, or you're an entrepreneur or you're working on something than a woman that's just sitting around waiting on me. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I find it just it's just crazy to me, man. And in regards to these men that are saying all of this, that are pandering to women, they're telling. See, this is what women got to understand. You got to be very you got to be very weary of a man that says all the things you want to hear. Because he's a fucking liar. I don't get why women don't understand that. A man that, see, the funny thing is, there might be some women listening to this right now. They're like, Eddie's just running his mouth. He's annoying and then he's just doing this and he's that. Well, guess why? That's because I'm a real person. But the motherfucker that you listen to all the time, that you love to listen to this guy, that dude's a piece of shit. He's telling you everything you want to hear. That's the biggest difference between me and a motherfucker like that. So the same guy that's like, I'm a real man. I do this and I do that. He's just saying it because he know that's what you want to hear. That's probably how he gets pussy. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The dude that says he, his wife uh, that he's been paying, she ain't paid a bill in 19 years. That dude probably gets as much pussy as he wants from other women. He might. Yeah. He might. Maybe he's got guilt. Some. Yeah, I don't get it. That's yeah, that, I don't get the psychology behind that. No, I, I it doesn't do anything in the in the grand scheme of things. No. Like, what does that do for you to actually pay for everything? I don't know. All yeah. I know is recently when I recently I went on the date and uh, the 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 chick the, the the check came and she took the 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 check from me. I was about to pay, and I I'm not I didn't fight her for it. Yeah. You know, usually the man is like, no, 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 I've got this. No, 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 I've got this. When she took that check, I said, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. Um, I'm not going to go. Like, obviously, I, if I am going to dinner with someone or if I'm going to a movie or whatever, I'm going to have the funds to right. you know, accommodate both of us. Right. But if she reaches for her purse and, you know, she's in a more convenient position to pay for the bill or she grabs a check or whatever, um, I'm not going to fight her over the bill. It's not that big of a deal. It's, it's just not, money. It's like not. once you realize that it's just money. Right. Um, but also that, you know, when you do do see a woman that, you know, is offering to pay, that says so much about her. You know, it, it shows that she's an independent person. Um, she's not relying on a person. She wants to be an equal. You know, that's part of the whole like that should be part of the whole feminist movement. You right, know, women, you know, trying to empower other women to to be independent, and you know that I think that's one small step, but I think it is a step uh, in the right direction as far as equality. So, right, you know, uh, not to mention that's a grown ass woman, bro. 
Yeah. That's a grown ass woman. You can't be feeling bad like, oh man, I, I have to pay. Like I have to because it's it's just what men do. It's just what men who wrote a book? Who wrote a book on what men should do? Yeah. Where's the fucking book? And I know you um and myself also have been on dates and went to dinner and seen a movie with females that make more money than you. Yes. And you know, I'd be dang if I'm gonna be paying for everything and she making more right. money than me. Look, look, she could pay for this. I'll give her some free dick though. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be crazy though. What if a chick's buying your stuff and in the back of your mind you be like, she must think she's getting some dick tonight. <laughs> but I had, to let, reverse, huh? I had to let her know, like, I ain't no hoe. Yeah, <laughs> she thought she was gonna get some dick on her first night. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm, nigga. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh dang yeah, you know what's crazy i was thinking like can you imagine if if the roles were reversed where um women had dicks and, and men had vaginas mm-hmm. like how like how crazy that world would be yeah like if women had dicks bro they would be fucking all over us yeah They'd, we'd be like hey i'm not gonna let you do that no nah, not, <laughs> not tonight yeah. If you just switch, it would be hilarious. If you just switch the genitalia, mm-hmm. then you change the like the power structure. Oh, uh, yeah. You change it. Yeah. Yeah. When, women will be out there just running shit. Mm-hmm. Slinging dick. Slinging dick everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you, you could get the most freaking super feminist chick, and if she was able to be a man, she'd be fucking everything. Yeah. She'd be like, that's not true because I would respect what shit. Once you see that dick in your, especially if you got a black one, you're going to be like, mm. ah. <laughs> especially the way men think, man. <laughs> men, men be like squirrels when it comes to right. looking at different females. Right. Now you see somebody, um, I seen somebody riding a bike today through the neighborhood. I was just like, damn, that girl got a fat ass. And then, uh, <laughs> then somebody else walked by. I was like, damn, she look cool too. So, you know, that's just how it'd be. Yeah, I think I think um uh subconscious, like my subconscious and I see women, I just I say these things like, damn, she got a fat booty, but I don't I don't say it out loud. But yeah. Sometimes it, you be talking to yourself like, damn, that mug fat. Yeah, that mug fat. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> I said oh my God before out loud. <laughs> and the girl was walking right by and I said it. <laughs> I felt so stupid. Yeah. But I, I mean, look, look, I just walked away. I wasn't like I said it and I just walked off. <laughs> the girl knows she has a fat ass. Right? <laughs> Women know that they know when, when they've got something, they know it. Yeah. They know what's it. up. They know what's up, man. Because, I mean, yeah, women be knowing, like, particular things about themselves. Oh, yeah. They know when those titties are big because they take all those pictures up above. Mm-hmm. So you get to see all the, the cleavage. You, you see all inside the shirt. You're uh, like, God yeah. damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they got a booty, they got a million booty pics. They already mm-hmm. know what the fuck's going on. They know what's up. We can't, as men, we can't do shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like if if you packing, you can't be wearing no gray sweats. Like, hey, what's cracking, y'all? Ah, uh, I was. I won't say no names, but this girl, she's having this. Uh, it's like a game night type of thing, and she wanted it. Uh, she wanted it to be like a holiday thing where, you know. Bunch of guys and girls come over and they do like the uh, they wearing pajamas and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, she was she was walking off and she was like, "Yep." Um, and all the men got to wear gray sweats too. I was wow. like, oh, she nasty." Yeah, she's nasty. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to see what's going on. <laughs> it's print <Prince> season. <laughs> wow, wow, well, yeah. There's that man. Um, 
the the just a real man is really not a real thing. I think you can narrow it down to being um, a good human being. Yeah, yeah. Because saying you're a real man that that encompasses so many things. I think you know. I guess it just comes down to uh, taking care of your responsibilities, right? And taking care of an- another adult is not your responsibility. No, taking care of your kids is, you know, your responsibility. Taking care of yourself is your responsibility. Yeah, um, you know. So yeah, so ladies, if you're expecting a, a man with a lot of money to come and pay all your bills, I just want to let you know. Um, you have that right, mm-hmm. but you're a lazy sack of shit. Yeah. All right. Switching only thing gears. I'm giving you, huh? um, only thing that's guaranteed that I'm giving you is some dick. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Like, imagine if, imagine like, you know, five, six years from now, I'm worth like three, four million dollars. Meet this chick and, you know, she probably thinks I'm going to sweep her off her feet. You know, I'll bring her to my nice place, fuck her, and then just be, the, and then drop her back off. Yeah, uh, Uber back to her place, and she's like, uh, "You never like." I mean, I thought we were gonna be together. I'd be like, "Well, nice try." Uh, yeah, I ain't bringing nobody to my crib. That yeah, that's true. We're going to the Padre. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to that roach infested hotel to have sex. Nah, that one's no, that- clean now. <laughs> oh my god, is- there's so many roaches. That mug is plush. <laughs> I've been in there. Uh, oh no, Padre's on point, dude. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it, yeah, Padre, yeah, mm-hmm. Padre's good. It's a really nice spot. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Uh, recently, Keith had a experience in Los Angeles uh, regarding uh, the late Nipsey Hussle. Uh, can you go ahead and elaborate on that, Keith? Yeah, so I went out there and uh, my friend was taking her um, her uh, I think her CSET test um, so she could get her teaching credential, and uh, we went to grab some food and then um, we just. Put up different different things on the on the uh, on Yelp or on the Google or whatever, just like nearby food. And uh, when we when we, we pulled up, I think what's I forget what street. I think we we're on Slauson Street mm-hmm. or Slauson Avenue. Um, and we pulled over to the side and we were just looking for food. And then we ended up coming across like pizza. And um, obviously, you know, Slauson is like directly associated with Nipsey Hustle. So, you know, that was like the first thing that came to my mind when we got off the freeway. I was like, oh, that's, right. you know, that's Nipsey Hustle territory. Mm. Um, so we put up the pizza spot and um, I was start looking at the street numbers and it was like 58, 59. I was like, oh, OK, this is, you know, obviously Nipsey Hustle is, you know, he uh, represents like 60th Street and whatnot. So I was like, oh, we're getting pretty close to 60th Street. So um, this is this is pretty cool. You know, you know, it's just dope seeing or being um, in certain territories where you know, certain rappers rap about, you know, if you, if you in Compton, you hear certain street, you know, like Rosecrans and all these other streets that these rappers rap about. It's like, it's just dope to be in those, in those, in those places, um, that are kind of, uh, etched in stone as far as like hip hop history. Um, so I'm just thinking in my mind, like, you know, just all kind of things about Nipsey Hustle, And then like, lo and behold, we're driving down the street and I was like, Oh snap. When we pulled it up on the Google, the first thing I seen was uh, it says like Nipsey Hustle Square. And I was like, oh dang it! Like they already had changed it on the Google and everything because they had changed the um, that corner right after Nipsey Hustle had passed, and they did it pretty quickly. Um, so we get down there, and I'm like, oh snap! We we li- literally approaching the, like the space, and you know all this, you know everything he's described is right there. And then you, it, then when we're driving down the street, you know you look to the right, and lo and behold, the store is like right there. 
Yeah. And it's still it's still gated off and stuff like that. And then even the shell station that he rapped about, you know, quite frequently, it was right there. And then the alley was right there. And it's a you know, a big a huge mural of, you know, somebody painted uh with his face on it in the alley. And um it was just a dope experience, man. And it and it brought back all kind of emotions, you know, all over again, you know, just thinking about um how he affected the community and um, just the the mark that he left, and you know, just the I guess the hole that you know him being gone left in the community. Um, but it was a it, it 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 was a lot different than I had assumed, because um, obviously you know his gang is you know from from you know just a couple blocks away from uh, where his store was. But when I was there, it didn't seem like a crime ridden neighborhood or, or anything like that. And then I don't know if I, you know, that's just me assuming or right. um, anything like that. But uh, when I, when I was out there, it just seemed, you know, just a bunch of regular people. There's a lot of black people out there. Um, and it's a, you know, it's just a, a regular community. And um, I don't know if that was due to, you know, maybe Nipsey Hussle's effect on the, on the, on the community. And, you know, maybe he, he changed it in a way where, it brought a more positive light or, or whatever, but, um, you definitely can feel, uh, you know, his, 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 uh, I guess his essence still kind of, kind of roaming through that neighborhood. And, uh, it definitely made me or inspired me to, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep, keep going with the podcast, keep going with the movies, keep going with, you know, you know, any and everything that I do. Um, cause you know, it's just amazing seeing, someone that was um it was you know his life was cut short um and what he had accomplished he accomplished so much and you know it's 33 years of age and you know people still even that i think the day before we had went out there i had seen lauren london she she you know she just threw a tweet out there basically uh you know saying the marathon continues and you know long live nip and stuff like that it's still countless countless people um with pictures of nipsey hustle in their in their bios and you know i think uh like meek mill guys like that still have like pictures of nipsey hustle um as their little profile pictures and whatnot so it's just it's just crazy to think about so it was just a dope experience overall yeah i think nipsey hustle is a prime example of your legacy outlet well basically your your impact and it outliving you um after he passed, uh, his presence is still felt here. You know, certain investments that he made are still being talked about. You know, yeah. being like, I guess, like uh, not a majority owner, but a, like a, a person, basically like a what's that casino that he invested in that popped up know. recently? Yeah, but basically his his investments and all these new things are still popping up. Um, I'm pretty sure he has new music that's going to come out, but. I think when you accomplish as much as he did in while he was alive, those things are still uh, coming to fruition after his death. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge deal. Even the vibe, I was listening to some music like uh, recently. And sometimes you can listen to songs a thousand times and it's like, this is great. Like, you know, you know the words, whatever. But those it, t- it, t- it tends to like resonate a little bit differently after someone has passed and you really listen. It's almost like the song slows down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can start to really catch the meaning of what they mean, and it's it's just it's awesome, man. It's a great feeling. It's it's, it's like a very uh, 
it has like a very uh serene uh vibe to it like yeah man, like this is this is great man this is just awesome yeah i i, I think i like in that um just passing by that uh similarly similarly to being in a museum almost yeah you know what i mean because you see the store all over instagram and you see the store you know all kind of pictures on twitter facebook or whatever um and all the murals and stuff but um just being there and you know being in the you know literally feet away you know couple couple uh you know like 20 feet away from the building and stuff like that um it just brought a whole other uh energy to it it's pretty crazy and it just all it it just it was it kind of sucked and it was you know it was a beautiful it was like a beautiful mess you know all in all in one because you know you you think about uh, I was talking to my uncle. He was like, yeah, man, I had passed by it and I had seen Nipsey Hussle like the day before he passed. He was standing outside the store yeah. and it just tripped me out. I was like, yo, and I seen and when we were over there it was kids getting out of school and stuff. So I was like, yo, it, it would be so dope as a kid, you know, from the same literally the same neighborhood that Nipsey Hussle grew up in being able to see him standing outside the door when you're walking home from school mm-hmm. um, and how inspiring that would be. Um, and then also just you know, playing back the actual footage of him actually being murdered was like was sad in itself. But you know, overall, I left with the with the with the with the really positive experience. Um, but it was also sad at the same time. But you know, it was just dope, and I just wanted to share that with the listeners because um, it's just an, an an amazing thing to see. You know, I think anybody that um, you know you're passing through the L.A. area. Um, just swing by you know you can't actually get into the store but you know it's dope you know even if you were able to um you know pull up to that little outlet um around the corner or pull up to the shell and then just get out and take a picture you know just pay your pay your respects um to nipsey hustle yeah he was a beacon he was definitely a beacon of uh of hope to a lot of people in that area especially if you're a young kid mm-hmm. you're seeing nipsey hustle you're in a fourth grade and you don't realize the significance of who he is, but he's a guy that was nominated for a Grammy and he's standing out on, on in front of an establishment that he owns. Yeah. And he's trying to bring and put things back into a community. And when his life gets taken away, you're going to remember seeing him out there. You're going to remember his face. You're going to remember him helping people out. You're going to remember him doing all these things. And there's somebody in that neighborhood right now. There's somebody in that neighborhood right now that's in the third, fourth grade. Maybe Nipsey Hussle took a picture with him. Maybe Nipsey Hussle gave him food when they was hungry, whatever it is. And that same kid is going to grow up and he's going to be just like him. Instead, it doesn't he doesn't have to be a rapper to do it. Mm-hmm. He could be somebody that that goes through that tech program. He could be somebody that does something big, but he wants people to see him and and, and put that energy back into the uh into the to the world, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that that yeah. that to me was uh that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. That, yeah, and I, I still see it to this day. You know, I, I hear people. I'm, uh, you know, if I link up with somebody <coughs> or we have a meeting or whatever. Um, still to this day, I see people that they use Nipsey as motivation. They're listening to his music every single day. Like, yo, this got me through a lot. And you know, sometimes you hear it about certain artists, like, yo, he saved my life. This and this and that. But um, when it comes to Nipsey Hussle, I genuinely believe it because, you know, he was preaching motivation. He was preaching, you know, ownership and all these things, you know, that that he that he uh, stated in his music over the course of years. Um, 
and people are applying it to different fields. You know, right. I know people going to school that be listening to it, people that are you know, owning their own business and all kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. I just I just think it's it's amazing, yeah. man. It, I think he put and th- what I what I also I take every artist does not have to be the same, but what I loved is the fact that Nipsey Hussle put like nuggets in all types of music that he created. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he, it's almost like he felt he like he owed that to people. It's mm-hmm. just basically he was taking you along this journey, and it was awesome to hear that instead of Percocet, Percocet, <laughs> Tasty yeah. Chick, smoking, know some crack, <laughs> know some court, some coke, put it in a bong. You be like, dude, I don't. A lot of artists will talk about codeine and promethazine and coke and all mm-hmm. this bullshit. And they won't have anything to offer besides that. Mm-hmm. And then, like God forbid, I don't wish death on anyone. It's inevitable for all of us. But I, but when a person like that leaves the earth, you know, you don't have a whole lot to really talk about. Mm-hmm. Your legacy was talking about Percocets and Molly and Lean. And, yeah, and it's like, bro, that's 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 destruction. Yeah, you know. He, Nipsey Hussle was empowering people with his words and what he was doing. Yeah. But yeah. We can talk about that for 20 years. Okay. Uh, shout out to Nipsey Hussle and everybody over there at the, uh, the uh, uh, All Money Inn over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Still listening to it to this day. Oh, and anybody that listened to uh, 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 his camp, check out that new Jay Stone album that came out. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Uh, Disney Plus has been the latest craze lately. A lot of people have been getting it, right? It, and I've seen a lot of really cool things. Uh, people talking about, oh, I get, I could watch this, or you know, some, somebody said, oh, I, I watched the all the original X Men episodes on the cartoons, and I caught this and that. I'm like, wow. But to me, I th- I think it's cool what they did, but it's it, it's like. It's the internet's new Popeye's chicken sandwich to me. I think it's another thing. It's not food, obviously, but it's something that the internet got a hold of, even though it's it's something pretty cool. ESPN promoted it. But to me, I'm not going crazy over it. I don't have it yet, and I'm sure it's pretty awesome. But it it's you know, it has almost the same type of buzz. Yeah. To me, I don't think it's that. I, I think it's mostly just nostalgia. That's what I've mm. been been seeing a lot of people people talking about a lot of the you know as uh, as uh, you know kids my age and right. you know twenty five twenty six twenty seven eight range we grew up on a lot of the uh, and even you um, to a lesser extent but we grew up on a lot of these um, TV Disney TV movies mm. things like Johnny Tsunami and no, I know that. Uh, Brink and all these movies were <laughs> like movies that came out when we were kids and they were you know just quality movies that came straight to um, straight to TV and they were events when we were kids so you know I seen people talking about that and obviously like you said the old X Men episodes and it was it's just a hub of all the stuff that we grew up on. Um, so I think that that's what it what it was mostly. On top of the fact that they were there, that they're bringing um, just new content to to it. Um, that it is it is part of the part of it is um, a fad, but um, for the most part, it, it is quality content though. Um, so I don't see I don't see nothing wrong with it. Yeah, in a way, they're definitely selling nostalgia, and 
I think that their selling nostalgia has been uh, extremely uh, uh, successful. If you think about all these movies that are coming out, they're reboots. Mm-hmm. So in a way, even if it's a newer version, you're still selling nostalgia because it's it's uh, a sequel from something that was original. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you come out with a movie like uh, Terminator, you're selling nostalgia. That yeah. first movie came out in the '80s, so it's like they need to stop making. That they movies. need to stop that. The, the Terminator is the only robot with a fucking accent. Ah. He's like, I'm going to kill everybody. I don't know. <laughs> like, nigga, go back to the English class. <laughs> that nigga, Arnold Schwarzenegger, been here for 40 years and still sound barely legible. Or, you know, you could b- still barely understand what he's saying. It's like, God oh, dang. Yeah, man. It's weird. And it's, it's it's weird. He's the only guy to get away with it because he was he's grandfathered in. Yeah. You cannot get any actor now. It was actors, his physique. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I lift lots of weights. I, yeah. lift, I lift everything. This nigga got zero acting chops. I eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> 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 Hey, this dude, hey, Arnold is a freak freak. This nigga was fucking his maid. Yeah. Got her pregnant and had a kid by her. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think the, the lady was Mexican. Mm-hmm. So the baby is half Mexican, half Arnold. That's crazy. <laughs> half Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> baby come out. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> what is going on? That's crazy. This yeah. Nigga, Arnold from, that, I don't know if the the lady is still out here, but I know the kid went to school out here. Um, I think he went to Frontier. So, pretty crazy. Yeah, man. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger was lifting weights and lifting lifting dates. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> After you clean the carpet, I need you to come into my room, please. <laughs> Close the door behind you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what kind of game he got. Like, what do we be talking about? Women? He about? ain't got no game. He seemed like he's really straightforward. Yeah, he just be like, "What is your name, Jessica? Jessica, I want some pussy." <laughs> Maria, bring that pussy over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that nigga. I feel like you know. When he getting ready to come, he just like, "I want to impregnate you." <laughs> <laughs> You just be like, oh, <laughs> oh, dang, uh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> oh, dang, yeah. this nigga Arnold be wilding out, <laughs> and Sylvester Stallone ain't no better. Yeah, like Sylvester Stallone also has a problem talking. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that guy. They did an interview. He's like, you know, uh, I, I, I a lot of people I, uh, fighting. And you know, he can. I'm, I'm, he must have really be taking taking those uh, fucking punches. Yeah, in Rocky, that nigga was he really getting punched? He got he the first actor to ever have CTE. Yeah, like uh, yeah, Adrian. And he, <laughs> I mean. If you, you fight, you, you go down fighting. You don't give up. You don't give up. You go to, you go. What did he say? He said, you keep taking the punches. He said something that was yeah. like, uh, I guess it was pretty motivational. Yeah, like on the I first remember. one. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. The old yeah. niggas be still out here. Yeah. If Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone had a conversation, 
That would be oh, that would be terrible to listen to. Yeah, you need subtitles. Yeah, you'd be like, yes, I told him now. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, 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 Adrian. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Coogler. He yeah. came to me with a movie. Yeah, white white <laughs> pussy. Black, <laughs> black black pussy. Yeah, Adrian pussy. Adrian pussy. That's funny. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah man. I don't know what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Disney Plus. That's right. <laughs> we went from talking about Disney to Pussy. Jeez, this is a terrible podcast. It always reverts back to Pussy. This is terrible. It's Pussy. It's, it's Pussy. Oh, my jaw hurts really bad. <laughs> I, me and Adrian were going out to the local. I was I was eating the booty like groceries. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Yeah, Apollo so Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear the little music come in the background. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. In a way, they're a Disney Plus is selling nostalgia. They're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. They're just taking all the content that we grew up on, and they're and they're you know they're 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 touching our souls with this. The stuff we grew up watching. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're winning. Like, um, I remember we were talking about, we were on a podcast, we were talking about, because I have a Super Nintendo. So I bought the Super Nintendo because of the way it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Think about it. When you buy something old, you've already had it. So why are you buying it again? Yeah. It's because it's something that you grew up watching or using or eating or whatever. And it's like, wow, I haven't ate this or I haven't seen this since I was a kid. Let me buy it again. Yeah. And that's what we're getting essentially with Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, as far as a, from the, from a business standpoint, I think they're, um, they're kind of like, you know, hinting at what Nipsey Hussle had, you know, said in one of his songs talking about like vertical integration. You know, what Disney is doing is they're basically trying to be a one-stop shop for any and everything. Mm. You don't like literally if you bought Disney Plus um or the whole package you can watch pretty much every show that you actually like because you're also connected to Hulu and um National Geographic. Mm. So if you want your doc your animal your animal documentaries, you there. know, you want the Bear Grylls content, um you get on Hulu, you got, you know, and also the the stuff from uh Fox and FX is also is, on there. Is Bear Grylls the dude that's always like eating weird bugs and shit? Yeah, he's, um, you, be, you just get dropped off in a forest. You just get dropped off in a forest and just. Berger's like, what, what we have here? We have a. This is a big rock right here. But it's it's edible. So we're going to eat this rock because it's very edible. It's really salty. Like, this nigga be eating tarantulas and shit. Like, God damn, motherfucker. Fuck. All we have left is a, is a bison penis and a. <laughs> You have to eat the penis while the bison is still alive. <laughs> bison be like, ah! They giving a bison head. Oh heck, bro! <laughs> the bison be like, no teeth. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, if you want to, you know that they they have it set up to where you don't have to leave Disney or the Disney umbrella for anything. And then Hulu has live sports now. Um, and then Disney has obviously, um, all the Disney stuff along with all the Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. They have the FX merger, 
So you don't if you bought Disney Disney Plus or that whole package and the package is what they also did is because Disney makes so much money they don't even have to make it stupid expensive. If you spend twelve ninety nine a month, yeah, twelve ninety nine a month, and you also get ESPN Plus, so all that content wow, on there, the fights, yeah, the yeah the Fuck. fights, um, you know, all that Kobe Bryant content and um, all those uh, roundtable talks with different athletes, and you know, all the classic games, and you know, pretty much any and everything. That's dope, man. Um, is 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 all on there, and you know what? It's also much cheaper than um, cable. So what Disney is doing is basically eliminating cable and then also putting Netflix in a bind. So, you know, from a from a business standpoint, yeah. I think it's a it's a it's an interesting model to follow if you're a person that is, you know, aspiring to um create content or have your own platform for whatever reason. Um I think it's I think it's interesting. I, I think um uh Netflix is doing a collaborative with Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know. That ain't enough, though. Yeah, that's not enough. Disney got. But this is this is the problem, though. When you whenever you're at the top and you're Netflix, mm-hmm. you have to have the foresight to say, "Hey, somebody's gonna try to come from my spot." Yeah. What can I do, um, and how could I beat someone else to the punch? Mm-hmm. You know, before they try this shit. But then they're probably I don't know who knows. All I know is Netflix doesn't really seem like it's growing. I still like Netflix. But there's going to be something that's going to take it down. There's, there's, there's going to be other streaming services that are going to be fucking killing it. Yeah. What, this, is what, this is what happens, right? Yeah. You know? That's, you know, everyone, all these things run their course and then they, you know, someone that's more progressive comes in and knocks them down. Yeah. I think what, what um, Netflix should have done is they needed, um, and, it's, and it's not over yet. You know, a lot of people still watch Netflix, but... They needed a a content curator, right? right they right. need a quality control because what Disney is going to do is because they've been able to put out quality for so long. You know, whenever they drop something, um, they've been you know they've been batting a thousand pretty much. You know, yeah. I mean? Obviously, like we don't like everything that comes out, but for the most part, you know, if you if it's on Disney or whatever, um, it's probably going to be good. They they just had the the Star Wars spinoff thing, the Mandalorian. And it's a TV show that looks like it could be in the theaters. It looks like a movie. Uh, like, the budget is great. You know, the CGI is amazing and everything. And I'm like, this doesn't happen on Netflix. Right. Netflix, they be throwing, they'll throw, like, $5 million and try to, you know, throw some CGI in there. And it just looks terrible. Or they got bad acting and, you know, all kind of stuff in there on Netflix. But um, I think what, you know, if if Netflix were to... Um, just have somebody that has a quality control aspect to what they're doing, you know, where they can stop putting out a bunch of like terrible stuff. Because yeah. obviously there's some great stuff on there. Yes, Stranger there Things and definitely Orange Is the New Black. All these shows that are, were able to capture a huge audience. Ozark. Yeah, but you know some stuff on there. You'd be like, bro, like why is this even on here? <clears throat> right. So. Yeah. I've seen some bullshit on there. Some like some really low budget vampire movies. Yeah. It looked like instead of blood, look they got ketchup packets on their <laughs> face. <laughs> They got freaking how to be uh undercover brother two on there. I haven't seen that. They got Michael Jai White and some other actor. I, I now I'm just that. like, why is this on here? Like, yeah. why are y'all doing a sequel just, to this? It, I, the funniest movie I can't remember what it's called, but it was a zombie movie with like Japanese people, mm-hmm. and they was like the most craziest zombies like ever. Like it was just, and it was subtitles. 
So like they was like, what did you are thinking? And then the zombies come out like, and it's like a bunch of people chasing, and it's just it was just hilarious, and it's not because it was subtitled. It was hilarious because it was just a bad movie. Yeah, you know, I've seen other movies that subtitled. And they were great. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. I was actually speaking Japanese when I just did that. Remember on Street Fighter, they'd be like, uh, 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 you pick the fighters and they'd be like, Japan. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like they would show like a little plane flying, like a little yeah. graphic in the background. And it'd be like. Tokyo. The, at the when you pick the location. Yeah, we, yeah. We oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. But um, yeah. It's like I said. It's just it's mostly nostalgia. It is also hype, though. I think. But as far as a financial standpoint, if you were a person that was looking to get rid of, like you, because the subscription is starting to pile up. You oh, know, if yeah, you got too much, if yeah. you got Netflix and then you got, um, I don't know what other streaming services they got out there. Like you got the YouTube, you know, if you want a YouTube cable thing or whatever, right. I don't know what all they have out there. But if you, if the Netflix is starting up, I mean, the subscriptions, the streaming services start to pile up, especially right. if you got Spotify and it's too much money, you know, Apple TV is starting to do their own thing. And if you got all these things, I think the best bet that anyone has is just to get the twelve ninety nine package mm-hmm. uh, with with Disney, and you you probably won't miss out on much. You, you get Disney I mean? Plus, and then go get some. Uh, <clears throat> it come with a pack of condoms. Yeah, so you can <laughs> Disney bust. <laughs> <laughs> if you got Disney Plus right now, it's it's like the latest thing. Yeah. You have a chick come over to your house. You got the drinks that she wants, and you're hanging out. They be like, "Yeah, I got Disney Plus." Like, oh my god, you have it? Mm-hmm. I haven't met anybody that has it yet. And at that moment, that's when you know you're getting the pussy mm-hmm. right there. You're yeah. like, so what do you want to watch, huh? You want to watch? Uh, you want to watch Boy Meets World? What do you want to watch? Dang! You want to watch Family Matters? What do you you get watch? some nostalgia pussy. <laughs> some MP. <laughs> you get some, You'll be hitting it from the back. Are you hearing the background? And step by step, <laughs> day by day. That's <laughs> uh, wild. Oh man. man! Yeah, they got everything on there. Yeah. Simpsons, all the Simpsons episodes. You be hitting it from the back of you. Don't. Oh man, that's funny. You could just keep replaying that part every time you, uh, every time you stroke it. What? Just, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Simpsons is one of my all time favorites, man. Yeah, that that shit started back when I was two years old, man. Damn, it's the oldest animated uh, uh, sitcom. Yeah, crazy. That shit's still on. I haven't seen the new episodes. Yeah, I haven't watched any of the new stuff. I that's just crazy to me. I don't know. At a certain point, you know, obviously it's a job. Um, yeah, but do you still love it after this long? Possibly, man. Like, I don't even know if the original showrunners are still associated with it, but there's no way. It's like I don't know. Sometimes when I feel like a show runs that long, it just turns into a job. Like I don't feel yeah. like you actually are loving the art, you know. Yeah, I don't know, but I, you know, you never know. There's, you know, like we, you know, obviously we want to do a podcast for for years and years and years. Right, that's a good one. Who knows, you know? I don't. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, but the thing about a podcast is what's what's awesome, especially if you do it like ours, is um, 
you enjoy um, being transparent to people who are listening. Mm. And I think the people who listen enjoy because they like transparency um, and they like uh, they like thought. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they like people who actually uh, try to put thought into what they do. So when we come up here and we do this, we have fun doing it. But you try to be honest, like to be real, if I'm out in public talking to someone I'm not going to bring up the topic of pussy multiple times. Yeah. But if I'm talking to Keith and we're laughing, having a good time, then this is how, you know, we joke around. Or if I crack a joke about, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, like there was a joke on here that was hilarious where Keith, uh, it it was, it was in in relation to like the mass shooting Mm -hmm. about how like we should uh, set up a fake email and then uh, (laughs) had a mass shooter come and then shoot him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or uh, uh, Keith said you should get everybody with STDs and shoot them. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think our podcast is all it's all over the place. You get everything. Yeah, you you might get some information you don't know about, and then you yeah. might get you get a little bit of comedy in there. You get some humor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, get yeah. Some, we, we cover a spectrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. That was not a plug to Spectrum uh, Internet. Ah, uh, yeah, we ch- I'm trying to, trying to get away from them niggas. Yeah, exactly. Spectrum ain't Byron. Is Byron? Is that the one that? Yeah, nah, the, uh, he, he did the Weather Channel, but I don't know what he what he. I don't. No, know. he has a lawsuit. Remember? Oh fuck, that's right. Spectrum. It just passed. It, it. He did that over like a week or so ago. Oh, I didn't know. I got to check that out. See yeah, what I happened. Find out more. Information. Yeah, it's, is it called Clear? It's I think called, he's trying to slend us back to slavery. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm too big to be a slave. It wouldn't work out. Yeah, they, they, you exactly what they want. Yeah, like it's like you better get back in that field, boy. <laughs> I'm tired. I need a snack. <laughs> uh, it's comedy. You get your black ass in there, and then they hit me with a whip, but the whip not big enough. Yeah, it would. It would be different now. You can't send like we we so accustomed to being free it wouldn't it, w- it wouldn't even work out nah it wouldn't happen yeah, yeah. i punch a slave owner in his head and nigga just be getting beat up you couldn't even have slaves in this day and age we have too much we have we're too cocky to be slaves too. yeah he'd be like keep the keep the keep the kunte <laughs> you don't get your ass back on that yard <laughs> i'd be nah. like man i'm gonna beat your ass nah what happened is is to get keith all they got to do is just take his glasses and run off <laughs> You want these glasses, honey? You want these glasses? Get on this boat. <laughs> All right, but we're not making fun of slavery. Jeez, Louise. All right, switching gears. Uh, recently, Keith um, came across a local artist that had a viral moment mm-hmm. off Twitter. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on that, Keith? Yeah, there's this rapper. He, he, I don't even know. Like, no one knows how these viral moments happen. They just kind of happen. But I was just scrolling through Twitter, and this rapper puts out a song. And you know how it'd be, like, you know, if any of you guys out there, you follow uh, the rapper Russ, he, what he does is just sit in front of his, his laptop or his computer or in his studio or whatever, and he plays a song, and he, you know, he kind of puts it out there to where people, you know, start to, you know, build interest so the blogs can pick it up, and they'll be like, you know, oh, Russ has a new song coming out that sounds amazing, stuff yeah. like that. Um. But what this what this rapper did, he basically said, um, he was like, "Yo, um, I got I'm, this song is dropping in like one to two months. Tell me what y'all think." Um, so he just put, he just 
we have to play the song. The song is hilarious. So I'm going to put All the right. clip of the song in here. Futures. From fucking Bakersfield, California. They be calling my phone Hit it from the back while making them moan Move on to the next bitch and leave them alone I got so many fucking hoes 24-7 they be calling my phone Hit it from the back while making them moan Move on to the next bitch and leave them but yeah, that's that's the song. Like you see, it's not, you know, he's not a great rapper or anything, but I guess if you heard the song enough, you might start to like it. Um, yeah. But basically, my point in bringing it up was that <clears throat> there was just so much negativity surrounding this guy. It's like, yeah. yo, you need to quit rapping and you suck. And, you know, there's just all kind, all kind of hate. And, and the thing is, it's like, it's cool to have an opinion. Right. Um, obviously, if you think that he's not a great rapper, that's fine. Right. But um, the the thing that started to bother me was that it was just such an outpour of just negativity, um, in which he didn't really bring on his bring on himself. He just put a song out. He just you know put a video out with the song, and um, I, I I just seen people saying like, "Yo, this is trash. This is this. This is that." And then also there were people saying like, um. You know, other people started to post their songs on the timeline. It's like, why are we supporting this trash? They're they're great artists in Bakersfield. Like, why are we supporting this dude? Right. It's like, why? What does that even? Ha- what does that have to do with him? Nothing. I mean, all he did was like innocently put out a video, <laughs> and it went by. Vi- it wasn't his fault that it went viral. Right. Um, and that's just the way the world works. Yeah. You know, obviously, like you know, me and Eddie, we do this podcast, and you know, we put out quality content. Or we we attempt to put out quality content every week, and there's you know people from Bakersfield and people that are in the same lane as us that are you know doing things that on a bigger level than us that we may not deem as as much like you know not on the par not on par with what we do, right? But you don't see us you know going out there and you know actively hating on whatever whatever's right. going on. Right. You know I don't be on you know pe- under people's feeds or whatever. Or, you know, sending people, you know, inboxes or sharing whatever um, stories or whatever, just hating on, you know, whoever's coming out. Like, you know, for me, it's all about love. Like, I'm all about the positive energy aspect of it. You know, if, and if he's not doing anything, um, you know, negative or bashing anybody or, you know, being disrespectful or anything, like, you know, go get your money, man. Like, you know, so... Yeah, I don't have a problem with the kid, man. I, I just think that people, a lot of times, they they some of them might put music out, or even they may not do anything at all. And the fact that they feel that you're not any good is enough validation for them to shoot you down, uh, because they they wish they could be in your spot. They wish they could be getting the amount of attention that you're getting. Yeah, you know, and and since they're not getting it nowadays. You know, because attention to people now, like I mentioned before, is like a form of currency. People like need it to be relevant or be alive. Mm-hmm. So when they're not getting attention and they see you get it and they feel like your music is whack, then guess what? They're going to say some fucked up shit and mm-hmm. it's not right. And it, it shouldn't give them the reason to say anything. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way of the world. Right. You yeah. imagine all of a sudden. Right. All of a sudden, you know, a uh, specific someone listens to the podcast. They're like, yo, y'all dope, man. I want to fly you guys out to here. Talk to you guys. And then people find out that Eddie and Keith, 
you know, are, you know, getting paid a significant amount of money to do a podcast, they're going to be like, man, Eddie whack, man. Mm-hmm. I should have started my podcast because Eddie ate shit and, he, and my podcast would have been better than his. Or, or they have one already and then yeah. they start sharing it like, man, our content is way better than theirs. I don't know yeah, why they, they going. They trash. Going out. Yeah. That nigga keep haircut is fucked up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I still hit your girl though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That nigga Eddie stupid. That nigga Eddie look like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just that's how people are man yeah that's how people are imagine a guy having the nicest fastest car and all of a sudden bob from out of town shows up and his car is nicer and faster the mm-hmm. other guy is more inc- more likely to hate him yeah for nothing yeah and that's just the way that's just how the world works unfortunately yeah. if i see somebody first of all if I see another person with a podcast and I feel they're talented, I'm going to let them know about it. And hopefully I could work with them in the future. That would be amazing. Yeah. But a lot of motherfuckers would be like, yeah, we in competition. They got a podcast. I got a podcast. He a bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nah, man, it's not. Yeah. Even um, even local podcasts here, you know, me and Eddie have, you know, been in people's inboxes, you know, congratulating them, right. you know, telling them to keep going and, um, yeah, you know, it's not really it's not really any reason to to hate. If if I if I didn't like the song or whatever, yeah. I wouldn't even put forth the energy to to put out the hate. 100%. Cuz honestly, you just don't need that type of negative energy in your life and 100%. it just takes I feel like it takes more effort to hate anyways. When I shared it, I didn't I didn't say anything like all I shared it um on on my timeline after it was when I shared it it was like 30,000 views on it. And I was like, yo, this dude. And all I put was like, um, basically saying like, yo, this dude went viral you right. know, off of this little snippet. And then, you know, people were responding to me like, yo, this this is trash. And I'm like, what does that have to do with my, I don't care if it's trash or if it's good. I'm like, I'm almost happy for him. I'm like, yo, this dude sitting in his car got like <laughs> 30,000 views on a little simple video. And then yeah. people don't realize also is that hate makes things go up mm-hmm. if you didn't put for if if Publicity. you yeah if you just didn't like the song and you seen the clip or whatever and just moved on with your day then you know he probably wouldn't have even got as much attention you yeah know, the same thing with Blueface. there was probably a small percentage of people that actually like Blueface's music right and then there was a bigger percentage of people that says he's a terrible rapper and he don't rap on beat right and then that forced people to go and find out like oh i wonder what's going on with him and then you know you know people form formulate their opinions on that but the hate and the love is all good you know yeah they say like any publicity is good publicity yeah, i was about to say that <clears throat> yeah Blueface be having me busting up he says something he's like i love fucking all my bitches call me fucker <laughs> oh man yeah. like i'm a super crip i'll be riding around the street with my super whip y'all niggas know what i'm coming from i'll be like damn blue face can you try that shit again please but look at the end of the day i i mentioned on here that i feel like i'm not a blue face fan like that but i can see why people like his music yeah and i all he also says some really clever shit yeah and i'm like okay he got his own style like yeah it's low-key like he got bars but people wouldn't pick that up if they just to they just dismiss what he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's I'm in this this space though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in I'm in the or I want to be an entertainer. 
So mm. you won't catch me disrespecting uh, right. any sort of people in this field. Because you run into these people. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You know, and I don't want to be the guy that, um, like, even, you know, when me, me, uh, when I was, uh, when LeBron was on the Cavaliers and, um, you know, early on when, you know, Kobe Bryant was still playing and there was all this back and forth about who's better and whatnot. And, you right. know, I used to say like some pretty crazy stuff, but now I know that um, if I do have an opinion on anything, I should just keep it to myself. Because now yeah. LeBron James is a Laker and you yeah. sound kind of crazy to be saying, you know, outlandish stuff uh, yeah. when he's he's on your team. Yeah, I think you could say you still say things, but make sure you say them. Uh, say them with the form of criticism that's that's not like you ain't shit. Yeah, you know, like I cracked the joke on Blueface right now with yeah. that bar, mm-hmm. and then he has he had another bar he had. He's like, "How can I slip if I'm the one doing the mopping?" <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was clever. That's yeah. why I bring it up. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, but if I if I seen him, it'd be the same energy. I'll show him love, but you know I, I'm not. I'm 34 too, man. So I'm. He has a lot of young fans. He has a lot of young fans. That's, mm-hmm. They love him, and Which I'm is not. Kind of weird, huh? So it's kind of weird. Why you say that? Because he's talking about like hidden girls oh, and like blue know, face baby and stuff. And these you know 12 year old kids are <laughs> playing it. So yeah, I fuck a bitch in the mouth and I shoot her in the head. Yeah, and it's like uh, I love uh, wheat bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There was a little kid that was crying, and they seen him. Yeah, I was just like, like "What?" Yeah, like, so you shouldn't even be listening. To no, this. you shouldn't be listening to this. Even when I was, you know, I was a kid, I was listening to that kind of stuff. But at yeah. the same time, like, you know, that's not you're you're not the demographic that should be listening. Right? To. Yeah, you should be listening to uh, I don't know, kids Bob or something. Yeah, kids Bob. No, not not. I love fucking all my bitches. Call me fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. All right. Well, switching gears. Um, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and for all those who are privy to the uh, to the situation, he recently was offered a workout. It was kind of like this. I won't say spare the moment, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's supposed to be in Atlanta in a, in a specific facility. Um, uh, Colin Kaepernick switched the facility and also brought his own receivers. And he got a lot of backlash from doing that. There's people saying that Colin, uh, you know, Colin was just, you know, Colin was purposely trying to make a, uh, like a, mo- not a mockery, but uh, he's trying to bring too much attention to himself. He was doing this. He's doing that. It's like a. Try to make a publicity stunt out make of it. Make it a publicity stunt out of it. And I don't believe that at all. Mm. I think there's a lot that we don't know. And I think that we should wait before we pass, uh, you know, give an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that now that, you know, things have kind of expired a little bit, here's my deal. I'm just going to give a, a couple of different uh, possibilities. Um, Stephen A. Smith went in on Colin and said that he don't want to be in the league. He just wants to be a martyr and. Stephen A. been getting more and more annoying. Yes, like Stephen A. I think as a sports journalist, he shouldn't be too quick to give his opinion like that. Let this shit play out for a day. Yeah, I think he gets too he he gets too caught up in the loving his himself talk, and and it's not good. No, no one asked for his opinion. He just got on his little live or whatever, and you know just started started talking. I think that's a form. That's a that's a. I think that's a form of narcissism. 
Mm-hmm. Because you know I'm Stephen A. Smith. People want to hear my. People want to hear my opinion. They want to hear me. Yeah. They want me to say things like basketball. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and man. Anamana Pia and blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> All these big words <laughs> from Webster Dictionary. <laughs> Coloscopy. <laughs> Colonoscopy. <laughs> Uh, microcosm. <laughs> oh my god. Microbacterium. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's heck of funny, man. Oh man. Uh, it's a trip, yeah. yeah but ahead, no, but Stephen A. Smith got up there, said he wanted to be a martyr, was bringing attention to himself, blah blah blah. And I was like, whatever, man. I I think personally, the fact that Colin Kaepernick did that by switching the the venue and bringing his own receivers, I think that maybe he felt that the NFL or the receivers or someone was possibly <laughs> could sabotage his workout, mm-hmm. right? And he figures, hey, if I'm gonna take. Uh, this whatever that they have for me, I want it to be seen. I wanted to upload it myself. I don't want them cutting because what they could have did is upload it and then cut the scenes where he made any mistakes and made him look like a bum. And that's probably what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm not saying this is facts, folks. I'm saying that this is a possibility. So Colin Kaepernick was possibly defending himself, which I don't see a problem. Uh, n- Not to mention, a lot of people love to create the narrative that best suits why they don't like Colin Kaepernick. But I'm going to tell you why you don't like him. You don't like Colin Kaepernick because you don't like why he kneeled. That's the bottom line. If he was kneeling for a veteran or someone, uh, if he said, I'm, not, I'm taking a knee until EMTs and, and registered nurses and whoever get paid a certain wage, whatever it is, then people wouldn't have nothing to say. But being as he took a knee for uh, uh, the the uh, injustice and uh, treatment of black people regarding the police, then he was considered like this being disrespectful. Here's the one. Here's the thing: people don't feel that black people are mistreated by the police, right? Especially if you're if you're very far right, if you're right leaning, more likely you uh, own a firearm, uh, you support the police, um, you probably like country music. Uh, <laughs> you probably watch Fox News because people on the left and right kind of have things that align with their beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm here to let you in on a secret, right? Um, a lot of the shit that you buy into is kind of destroying your brain. And the reason why is Colin took a knee because it was supported by his amendment right. And, and, he wasn't disrespecting the flag. Now, this is not an opinion. This is something that he was giving permission from another service member. But fuck the service member. He doesn't matter because I know he's disrespecting the country because he took a knee, even though he got help from a service member. Oh, but the same person you love, the same person that's number 45, disrespected John McCain, a POW, a person that was captured and motherfucking held for I don't know how long. But he's considered patriotic. See, this is the problem with people. I see what's fucked up with the left. I see what's fucked up with the right. 
but people on the right don't see what's wrong with the right. And that's the problem that I have. And this situation with Colin Kaepernick is just pure hatred, man. Like, if you don't like the fact that he kneeled, okay, fine. But the shit I'm seeing on the internet, I hope he breaks his leg. This guy is just a waste of time. I hope he goes away. I hope he's he's a failure. I hope this. And it's like, why would you hope for another person's downfall? It's so many motherfuckers that I don't like, but I hope they're successful in life. Why can't you hope for the same? That's my thing. Yeah. Um, I guess what happened was um, when it came time to to actually do. So first off, it, it, it a lot of people felt like it was sketchy anyways right uh, you we hear this i don't know it was like tuesday monday tuesday wednesday somewhere in there um that the workout was actually announced and the way that colin kaepernick announced it felt like um like someone just texted him like hey you got to work out on saturday <laughs> like, it was, the fuck? and then he just tweeted it, he put it on twitter and uh i don't know if he announced it on instagram too but he just put it on twitter and people were just like what that's kind of weird um and then also stuff started coming out like it's on saturday NFL games are on Sundays, so a lot of the teams are traveling uh, Saturday. They're you know you know booking hotels, and you know a lot of people probably are like you know thirty thousand feet in the air when Colin Kaepernick is actually working out. Um, so that was another weird thing. Like, how do you expect um, any pers- personnel from your team to right. actually do it, um, to actually be there at the workout when you know your team is playing the next day? So that was one thing. Um, <clears throat> also. Uh, I think there was some sort of um, thing where he had three hours to to uh, to agree to do the workout or anything. Like, right. imagine if he had some sort of like know your rights campaign or anything that was planned on Saturday that he had been planning out for years or not years, but you know months and months. Right. You know, and, you know, bringing the community together, or, you know, passing out backpack, whatever the case may be, um, and they just spring this on him. And then if he would say like, "Hey, I can't do it. I have a prior obligation." Then it would have flipped the whole narrative, you know, in that way. But, you know, ho- luckily, he, you know, he was able to agree to do the actual workout. He went out there. I guess what was happening was they had the the workout set to be at it at the Atlanta facility, uh, at the training facility. And there were some issues that, you know, the the both parties wouldn't agree on. I guess the NFL wanted Colin Kaepernick to sign some sort of waiver that yeah. basically gave up, you know, his rights to uh I don't know what the the exact specifics was of it was, but basically giving up some sort of rights. Yeah, um that. that and he was like, "Yo, I'm not doing that." Obviously, like we've already had a case, like why would I sign something like this? So that was one thing. Also, there was a disagreement over the actual um audience or the the media or the cameras that could be at the uh, actual workout um like eddie mentioned before if you're a guy like colin kaepernick who is already at odds with the nfl and is already weary of the sketchy things that they've been doing they've already been uh basically sued for colluding to keep him out of the nfl why would you put um your faith in an organization that has wronged you for right, three right, years, right. right? So if you can't understand why a man would not agree to do a workout at a facility where basically you're going in there with probably your agent and yourself and, you know, maybe a, a trainer or something like that, 
and then a bunch of NFL entities. Like, I don't understand how, you know, you wouldn't be able to recognize that as being a sketchy situation. Exactly. Um, so, like I said, part of it was he couldn't bring his own camera crew in there. Um, I think, I don't know if, you know, this is a rumor or not, but um, some someone said that um, uh, Nike representatives or Nike cameras, you know, wanted to be also in there. I don't know if that's true or not. But I do know that he wanted, um, excuse me, he wanted his own camera crew in there also, you know. It, it's it's just part of transparency. Yeah. So when all of this, you know, fell out, he uh, basically moved his workout about an hour away from the Atlanta facility to a high school in which he basically, um, you know, went through a workout. He threw the ball around a lot. You know, he had uh, some some receivers that he were he was comfortable with. Right. So so part you know, I guess what I'm saying is that um a guy like Stephen A, he can get on a horn, he can scream at the camera, um, and say, you know, Colin Kaepernick don't want to play football. Um that sounds stupid to me because I don't understand how a person could work out five days a week for three years and not want to play football. Like for me personally, when I stopped playing um college football i stopped working out <laughs> and that's because i didn't want to play anymore right so you start eating bean burritos that's yeah it. i was eating bean bean burritos and uh diving into pussy juice every now and then with <laughs> 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 that bean <laughs> but no like you know just just think about you know i just want to pose for you the listeners to think about colin kaepernick's mindset right you already go through a lawsuit and then there's this huge billion dollar entity trying to control every aspect of this workout. You know, they want to control the cameras that are in there. They want to control the actual workout. Um, they had asked the Colin Kaepernick's agent. I think his name is something Nally. Uh, I wish I knew his, uh, his first name. But he they had asked for the actual workout beforehand you know what i mean obviously this is a short notice you know uh workout you get the workout less than a week um or you're you're told about the workout less than a week away and then um you know they asked you know what the workout would be so at least if you you know you got you know two three days beforehand you could probably go through the workout a little bit um just to prepare yourself um to to, you know to let you know what you're going to be in for it's just like when you're when you're getting ready for the combine, that stuff is not new. You're doing right. that stuff over the course of, you know, from your last game of your senior year or junior year, whatever you enter the draft, you're doing or preparing for these things up until the combine. Exactly. So when you get to the combine, it's just a, it's just a practice run. It's supposed to be easier than the actual workouts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, another gripe that they had. And um, basically what, you know, a, another thing that Eric Reed said, Eric Reed from the uh, from the, the safety from the Panthers, um, the former 49er and Colin Kaepernick's uh, friend and teammate. He basically said the objective of the workout was to show that Colin Kaepernick can still play football. So he was like, no matter where that took place, um, he proved that by his workout. You know, he's throwing the ball good. You know, that one of the uh, the executives said that Colin Kaepernick still has elite arm talent. He proved that. Um there was reports that he actually ran a 40 and, you know, he, he did a, a vertical. I don't know if that was true, but um, he's still, he, you know, he's still in good shape. He still can throw the ball, you know, really, really hard. And, you know, 
um, he should and you know hopefully will be in the playing in the NFL. Um, but it was just it's just so much. That's what what bothered me the most about the way that Stephen A. Smith is is flipping this narrative. And you see that we're obviously, like Eddie said, we're all a lot of people are split on this on this thing. And I just hate for um, a person from that's supposed to be from our community and Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, a person that has a platform um, on a, an, a a platform on a business that's owned by white people to get on there and, um, you know, you can, obviously you can have whatever opinion you want to, but I was just, I just hope that, you know, some of these people on these platforms would just be an ally to, to our community at times. Yeah. But he, he also did mention that, uh, Colin was blackballed. Yeah. But that's not really an ally. That's just stating the facts. Like, you know, a man ain't played football in three years. But every time he always leads with that, though, it's 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 like those butt statements that are not really on your side. But it's just like, you know, Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed. But, you know, he's also doing this or Colin Ka- Kaepernick is also doing that. It's just um, annoying. Yeah, I just haven't. You know, I just wish that, you know, I feel like more people aren't thinking the situation out well enough. Um, and I, there's also a bunch of people. I, I, I clumped these guys together, people like Steve Harvey and Stephen A. Smith. They, they want to play the game because they're, they're, they're working people, right? You know, Steve Harvey said multiple times, or he said to Monique, you got you to gotta play the game. You got to play the game. We know what this game is about. Basically telling her, like, <laughs> Um, to to uh, go against her own morals and be quiet and play this game in order to get a job by these white people or kind of the same sentiments as Stephen A. Smith is saying is like Colin Kaepernick, you should just um, shut up and you know stop kneeling or whatever and and play the game so you can get a job. That's that's what you know the statements sound like to me. Um, and him and Eric Reed had a whole back and forth uh that went on on Twitter and you know it 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 also seemed like um the the conversation didn't really get anywhere because Stephen A Smith was speaking out of emotions um and yeah, obviously it was a Twitter rant but it's just like I would just want that conversation to be more articulate and it felt like Stephen A. Smith he started Stephen A. Smith started bringing up like Eric Reed's tackling ability and you know what I mean so once I seen that kind of stuff I realized that this is this is something that's uh is getting a little bit out of hand so yeah but here's the thing look I think the biggest issue is, is it's more or less people have a lack of knowledge regarding American history and they also have an issue with selective morality Michael Vick had an easier interest into the NFL than Colin Kaepernick. What's more American? What's more un-American than killing dogs? Yeah, and you got you know. it hanging them, and you went and you and they let you back in the NFL, and the fans was cheering on you, right? But Colin Kaepernick does this. <clears throat> I think what the problem is is the fact that the lack of 
of education that we all receive, black, white, all of us. We all receive this very watered down American history. And what happened throughout time, none of us really got the truth. And as time progressed, we'd like everybody's equal. Nobody has a problem. Have you, do you know what redlining is? You probably don't. That's unfair housing. That's why you have ghettos. Ghettos didn't happen because black people said, Hey, you know what? We need more liquor stores. How about we just put another liquor store on the fucking corner? We want drugs in our neighborhood. Let's put some drugs there too. Mm-hmm. All this shit happened because of unfair housing and all kinds of other things, which is why uh, the, the police in these areas uh, are disproportionately patrolling one part of the city in many different cities. I'm not here to say the police are bad guys. That's not what I'm here to say. I'm saying that there's so much more that people don't understand. So being as we don't have the, the right amount of history that we don't really get it. We think that somebody's just complaining. Another privileged NFL person is complaining about oppression. And then I keep seeing comments. Why does this guy, this guy's complaining that he's oppressed? No, you fucking idiot. He's standing up for people who are oppressed, not himself. Yeah. One, one thing that I do here also is that he's being selfish. Like Stephen A. Smith said, he doesn't want to play football. He wants to be a martyr. I think that, um, he's doing the most selfless act because he's not. I don't believe he's been abused by a police officer. No. But, you know, the stance that he took was against police brutality um, by, you know, people in, you know, the minority communities and whatnot. So for for a person to and he's also if if you actually look at the the narrative, um, you know, people are trying to say like, you know, Stephen A. Smith saying he wants to be a martyr. Colin Kaepernick is a person that doesn't even talk. Yeah. He's he, he's not out here. He's not, you know, pumping his chest. He's not all on social media acting like any kind of way. Um, if anybody wants to, I guess, you know, Stephen A. Smith saying Colin Kaepernick wants to be a martyr, also saying like he just wants to be this public figure or whatever that, you know, he wants to be a Malcolm X or whatever. Um, it seems like Stephen A. Smith is the one that's chasing the clicks. You know, you wake up at, or you, you know, you, you sitting in your house at 8 p.m. or whatever after the workout happens and you're trying to get a viral moment. Like you couldn't even wait till Monday to when your show happens. You get on, you get on the horn. A lot, right of, after a lot the, of narcissism there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, but here's the thing, man. Right now, anyone listening that's non-black will think, take the take from this. You got two black guys talking. This is a very racially biased conversation. I encourage you to get the information before you think like that. Get the information. Don't listen to me and Keith. Get the information first. Okay. And then come to a conclusion. Because here's the deal. In this time, people are just outraged that someone would say, you know, why is he standing up for black people? We all have the same opportunities. We're all afforded the same opportunities now. But there are people that are far further ahead in society than others. Okay. And being as that is the case, you have residual effects from that. So, when you don't understand those things, don't stand too firm on the other side of the fence and say, oh, and wagging your finger at Colin Kaepernick. You need to understand the issues first. Yeah. If you could watch a tape of a Tamir Rice getting shot, that's what? How old was he? Like nine or something like that? I don't know. He was a kid standing in the park and got shot. Like shit like that just don't be happening to white kids, man. Mm-hmm. It don't. Not on an average basis. There's freak accidents that happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. But shit like that happens to black people. Okay? It does. 
Now, just like I mentioned earlier when I was talking about having that conversation with that older man and uh, he was raising his voice and I had to tell him to calm down. I knew that I'm not going to be yelling at a elderly white man or older white man because from the outside, the perception looks bad on me. If I know that, then you know that. Because if you drove up and see me yelling, you say, what is he doing? And if you call the police, guess what the police are going to think is the person that's the aggressor? Me. Okay, so you need to be honest with yourself. Stop looking at this and changing the narrative and saying, oh, man, he's disrespecting the flag. He's disrespecting our veterans. You know why the fuck you don't like what Colin, Colin Kaepernick's doing. You know why you don't. But you're you're creating a bullshit reason why. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. Be honest with yourself. That's the only thing. And yeah. I'm not saying you have to support this guy. You don't have to. You really don't. I personally supported him, but I never stopped watching football. I had people telling me that, oh, man, you you just like everybody else. At the end of the day, man, take it how you want to take it. But the, the amount of hatred that Colin Kaepernick was is getting from taking a knee is ridiculous. And the undertone is there. It, 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 if you allow a man to come back from prison that killed and hung dogs and he got an easier entry than Colin Kaepernick, that's not Colin Kaepernick's problem. That's yours. Do you also hear this narrative that Colin Kaepernick is a distraction and this and this and that? Have you seen the NFL? Right. Either Josh Gordon have been on five teams in the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's, he's only been to two. Yeah, I'm just exaggerating. Yeah. But, you know, Antonio you got, I, you got, yeah, Antonio Brown got picked up multiple times. You got guys like um, Odell Beckham Jr. This nigga's fighting the kicking net. And, you know, he's still on a team. And I mean, when it when you think about uh, distractions and um, all this stuff, like there's rotten tomatoes on every team. You know what I mean? Uh, it was Alden Smith, you know, former oh 49er. Terrible person. He got multiple chances. Nigga got DUIs and all kind of all kind of stuff. Um, and there's countless other players that have been um, quote unquote distractions that have landed on teams and, and still getting jobs. Tyree Kill and all these kind of you know all these players, and um, that like you said, it's just selective morality, right? Yeah, you, you know, you're gonna have to be honest with yourself at some point. Yeah, you're gonna have to be honest with yourself. Why don't you really like Colin Kaepernick? Why? I'm not saying you have to like him. I just want you to be honest of why, why you, you don't. don't. Yeah. Because you, you allow Tyreek Hill, you allow women to beat their wife and you watch them on Sunday. You allow motherfuckers like Antonio Brown to go crazy and do weird shit and get busted for jacking off on women and he gets put on teams. But you allow this, but your selective morality c- kicks in when a man took a knee and that bothered you that bad. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I, I see shit that I don't agree with all the time. I see shit I don't agree with, and I'll tell Keith about it, and I'll be like, hey, but you know what I realized? I realized the world doesn't stop because of my opinion. Mm-hmm. I also realized just because I don't agree with what someone's doing that I wish them bad. I just have an opinion. I'm just another motherfucker with an opinion. If somebody stands up for something, if it's not something terrorist, then I, I'm not going to be mad at them. Mm-hmm. That's my stance. Yeah, you know, I just it's it's what I've what I've found out though, right? Is I hold people accountable regardless of who you are, whether you right, left, left leaning, right leaning, whatever. 
predominantly right-leaning people are losing their fucking minds over this man taking a knee. He didn't address the media for years, and they created a narrative. i never seen this many people talk about a player that wasn't playing. Yeah, This is how you know we have a serious racial problem in America. Yeah, A serious one. When somebody even talks about it, you lose your fucking minds. Yeah, and it's it's the the numbers are outlandish as far as like the pro, uh the for and against Colin Kaepernick. If I scroll down a timeline, it'd be like, yo, he should never be in the NFL. And it doesn't help that the people with the biggest platforms, Stephen A. Smith, uh, I think his name is uh, Jim Brown, the one that be on the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I don't know about. You know, the other even like Michael Irvin, a a lot of these guys are still saying the same sentiments. He's too big of a distraction for what he's doing. And I wish he would have did this. I wish he would have did that. But they're not actually looking at the facts. They're just they're just uh, talking about these things uh, from an opinion standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he moved venues. He just wants to be a distraction. Oh, you know, Michael Irvin can't say that. Yeah, this nigga was doing cocaine and catching yeah. passes. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing cocaine. You're snorting cocaine and getting in trouble going to court. You're a fucking distraction. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I just think that that whole, that term distraction, they use it way too loosely. It's super, it's too vague. It's way too vague. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. A distraction basically means they don't want Colin Kaepernick on their team. You know what? Here's the problem. When we talk about disrespecting the the flag and the veterans, if we got any far right listen, I won't say far right. That's not cool. Any right leaning people listening to the podcast, I need you to understand something. The biggest issue with America is that we all don't view it the same. That is the biggest problem with this country is that we don't view it the same. You can't be mad at somebody for having a different viewpoint of America. Since America's inception, we've looked at it differently because some of us started off at the bottom and some of us never got ahead. I don't even think it's that we don't view it the same. I just think that we hate people that don't view the world or America like um, the same as we do. Yeah, but there's opposite, the opposite viewpoints exist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Every, there's, you know, everyone has their own opinion. That's just the way life works. Mm-hmm. But what happens here in America is that people on the right and then the people on the left hate each other. Yeah. It's not enough to just be like, hey, you know, you think this way, you think this way, and we don't get along. Right. Um, so the real problem is actual, the actual hate that comes from mm-hmm. viewing the world differently, not the actual viewing the world differently, in yeah. my opinion. But viewing the world differently comes from that experience. So the experience, the the... Basically, the experience from specific people uh, cause people to feel a certain way. It's not just I feel this way because I feel this way. It's like you feel this way because you were in this position and I feel this way because I was in that position. And historically, as time has progressed, people who look that way and people who look that way look at the world differently. And that's how it's been. And it's it's incredibly unfortunate, but that's just how it is. It's the people at the bottom typically hate the people at the top. And the people at the top don't give a fuck about the people on the bottom. And that's that transcends just race or, uh, uh, you know, uh, male or female or whatever. It, it It's happened throughout history. And I think the best way for us to look at these situations is to get the information. Don't get too caught up in watching something that you that affirms your beliefs i think that things like fox news are some of the worst things out there because they affirm your beliefs 
if the if your commander in chief says something and you go to Fox News and the same things on there, well, it must be right. I don't I can't do that because I see people on the left that do that. Oh, you know, well, so and so says that. Oh, well, uh, Oprah said it and Ellen DeGeneres said it, too. Well, it must be right. That's not cool, man. I really try to find um, people that were against this whole fiasco or the way that it, it played out. Right. I, I really try to find, uh, you know, I listen to Stephen A. Smith. I try to, you know, think about, you know, what what he was saying objectively. And I just I just couldn't get I, I couldn't get with it. And, you know, a couple of other people that got on the horn and uh, basically said, you know, he doesn't deserve to be in the NFL or doesn't want to be in the NFL. I tried to um, find any sort of thing that I could agree with, with what they were saying, but I just couldn't. And, um, you know, I tried to use that that idea where it's like, you know, stop. I, I try to stop looking for people that was agreeing with me and I try to listen to the other right. side. But it just it just. I just couldn't find any sort of information in whatever they were saying that, you know, changed my way of thinking. Um, it started just to sound like nonsense and, you know, people uh, regurgitating, subconsciously regurgitating stuff that they had been here. Like Michael, yeah. like I was saying about Michael Irvin. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, they're getting on the air and they don't even have all the facts about the situation. Right. And like you said, we have to let a lot of this play out. Yep. And also, um, one tweet that I seen is like, uh, the guy basically says something along the lines of like, why would anybody uh, believe the entity over the independent person, right? It's just like, you know, if you, you think about, you know, the American government, there's all kind of like corrupt stuff going on as yeah. far as like, you know, plotting to kill Martin Luther King and all all these things and... um uh, following rappers around and you know yeah. all this stuff like why would we believe the people with the power versus the the person that has um everything to lose you know what i mean that you know that i would always be wary of that you know the billion dollar company versus the person and also you excuse me you have to be mindful of the fact that colin kaepernick actually won money from the nfl mm -hmm. because of the collusion case right and you need legit even to even for a lawyer to take on that case, um, you need legit uh, evidence, right? Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's you know owners speaking to one another, and you know they obviously the details of the case will never see the light of day, just because that's the way the NFL operates. Mm -hmm. You even think about the freaking CTE and how long yeah. they were trying to Cover hide, you know, information about people's brains. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. like, why would you ever believe? any organization that would hide information like that. So I'm always going to lean with the, uh, with the player in these cases. Yeah. But the, but the same thing, here's the thing though. I think that whenever certain situations change, there are unlimited narratives. There are unlimited narratives like shifts and switches. Meaning when he was, uh, uh, when he was, had that collusion case, <clears throat> he just wants money. Okay. Well, he got his money now go away. Uh no, that's not wasn't the wasn't the purpose of that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so people each time something happens, they find new ways to affirm this new belief that he's not uh you know a valid person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is this is you know, and it's it's crazy. 
And I don't even waste time trying to convince anyone of anything. It's just like if you're too ignorant to the facts and you could go ahead and be a robot. Yeah. And it's like, so you you agree with him doing that that crap, that that crap? I'm, and then the, the only question I asked people, I was like, do you know why he took a knee? Because he's selfish. No, do you know why he took a knee? Because he's selfish. <laughs> I'm like, no, do you know why he said why he did it? You're like, I guess, but he's just really selfish. No, you don't want to acknowledge why he took the knee. You created the narrative, right, that he's selfish because you don't care about why he took the knee. Yeah. If you don't care about black people, that's fine. But stop playing yourself. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. If you feel this disrespectful to, to the country and the flag, I need you to do some history first. He was well within his amendment right. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like, you know, we had a right to bear arms and everything else. As soon as somebody say anything about guns, you trying to take our guns? Oh, I can't tell you. know. And it's like, no. You know, you get hypersensitive and the right uses snowflake, but a lot of y'all are some snowflakes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel people should have a right to bear arms. I think if some, if you you want to own a gun, I think that's fine, and I think you want to protect your family, that's fine, right? I'm not some you know some wacky liberal, but <laughs> it's just funny how you like I stand with the Second Amendment, don't take our guns, but then you see somebody else exercising their amendment right, and you shit on them. That is the definition of hypocrisy. That yeah. is the definition. You gotta people gotta wake up. You gotta stop. You gotta learn to stop living in your own world and look at someone else. And see the validity in what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, man. I think that hopefully um, something good comes of this. When he did change the venue, there was only eight teams that showed up, I believe. Um, I don't know exactly. I, I think the 49ers was in there. I, th- I think the Chiefs might have been in there. Right. Um, but... Hopefully something good comes of this, man. It's uh, man. it's been too long. It's been a long fight for him. Um, he's still young enough. He's still in the way that the NFL is looking right now. You got guys like Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he was playing with Russell Wilson, but you know, guys like Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray. A lot of these guys are, I would call them like children of Colin Kaepernick, but um, they're guys that are playing similar similarly to how he played so i think he could definitely get in there and uh you know still do some damage yeah we'll see man all i know i just got one question man where the hoes at man (laughs) i had a pussy appointment it fell through man yeah i'm so pissed off i don't know i'm fucking around yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm playing man i'm not referring to women as hoes okay that was just a little bit of a play on words okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you got any holes out there, I'm, <laughs> I'm more than willing to. Anyways, uh, switching gears. Um, for all those that happen to give a shit, uh, there was recently a fight that broke out between the Steelers and the Browns. And in this fight, the primary subject matter was uh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a defensive end that plays for the Cleveland Browns. And it was only about like eight seconds left, I think, in the game. And at the end of the game, Miles Garrett sacks the quarterback. If you don't know what a quarterback sack is, it's where the defensive player tackles the quarterback to the ground. And after that happened, the quarterback was frustrated. He had a really bad game. He threw four interceptions. 
So he's trying to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet, right? And he fucked up doing that. Miles Garrett got mad, ripped the quarterback's helmet off. Two linemen tried to pummel him. And then Miles Garrett ended up hitting the quarterback in the head with the helmet while the quarterback's helmet was off. And um, it looked really bad. I mean, it didn't look good. It, it turned out to be one of the biggest stories on in news media in general. And uh, yeah, the NFL suspended him indefinitely for the season. And I guess he was faced with some type of a fine. Um, the quarter, the quarterback who was the instigator of this uh, this ordeal was not given any type of suspension, which I find extremely uh I'm really interested interested to know why they did not kick this motherfucker out of the game. The I mean, I, I mean, out of, yeah, the quarterback, not out the game, but out for the season, or even the if not the season. Yeah, the quarterback. He was trying to rip his helmet off. The Kyle uh, Miles Garrett tackled him, right? No. Yeah, but it wasn't late. He still had the ball. In. I thought he threw away the ball. He barely threw it away. It was a legal tackle. They uh, ran it through different views. So it wasn't a late hit. They wanted to make it out like it was a late hit, and it wasn't. They looked through multiple views. He just barely got the ball off, and he got hit. So yeah. it was a legal hit. He was only frustrated. Yeah. He, 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 only, he only was frustrated because he got sacked, and he already threw four fucking interceptions. Yeah. So he was frustrated. A bum. Yeah, that, that quarterback's terrible for the Steelers, uh, yeah. Mason Rudolph. Um, and he grabbed the back of, uh, of uh, Miles Garrett's helmet and was trying mm-hmm. to rip it off. So Miles Garrett said, you want to rip mine's off, motherfucker? I'll rip yours off. And he legitimately ripped off Mason Rudolph's. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph was then dumb enough to try to charge at him. Mm-hmm. So he was being aggressive. But, however, he did have Mason Rudolph's helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit him in the head. It didn't really do much damage at all because it was the soft end of the helmet. Um, but, yeah, he got ejected mm-hmm. um, for the season. And here's the deal. I think they had to make an example out of Miles Garrett, primarily not only because he swung a helmet, but because the NFL has done tons of research on CTE, which is a brain injury that is related to brain trauma and uh, 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 basically brain trauma involved with football, you know, helmet to helmet plays. Uh, just trauma to the head. And they usually what they've done is they've taken NFL players who have retired and uh, they took their their scans of their brains and found, uh, you know, all kinds of scar tissue and all kinds of things showing trauma to the brain. So it looks bad for your brand or your shield when you got a guy swinging a fucking helmet at someone else. You have to make an example of that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the NFL just did. Yeah. I think um, I'm watching it now. Watching the video? Yeah. Keith's kind of having a hard time watching videos and talking at the same time. So um, I'm going to give you guys a play-by-play. Uh, Keith is looking at the screen. Uh, his mouth is currently near the microphone. Uh, he's getting ready to say something, but he has nothing coming out of his mouth yet. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a le- <laughs> Technically, it's a legal hit, but just the way that he drove him to the ground, um, especially with the the freaking... It was only like, like you said, around, it was like 14 seconds left or something like that, or eight seconds left. And um, the game is pretty much over. And just the way he drove him to the ground, I thought was a little bit excessive. So I can understand as a quarterback why you would be 
mad because first of all, the game is already over. There's no right. way that we're going to come back. Um, at that point, you should just uh, like lay off of the quarterback. So I could see why both parties would be mad. I could see why the quarterback would be mad. I'm more so leaning with the quarterback because this is, um, you know, you're a, a huge freaking, you know, NFL uh, defensive lineman, you know, like some of the strongest people in any sort of athletic field um, tackling, you know, this wimpy quarterback. He probably don't even lift weights in the offseason. He'd probably be doing yoga and whatnot. Um, yogurt <laughs> yeah but um just the way i you know I, I don't think anybody is completely innocent in this situation but miles garrett definitely just overreacted you know just to like that's when you're most vulnerable when you have your helmet off on the football field um so i just think as 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 athletes we should try to um you know protect ourselves and then protect other people in this situation and it, it it was just it was a whole crazy ordeal. Like I started seeing people on Twitter, like <laughs> when uh, I think it was Marquise Pouncey, mm-hmm. he started like th- uh, he he basically charged uh, Miles Garrett and started throwing punches and kicking him and whatnot. And uh, the, the whole thing started trending like, "Yo, you better watch out." Uh, Marquise Pouncey used to run with Aaron Hernandez. Oh. And they started pulling up pictures of them, like, yeah. hanging out and stuff. I was like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, like, definitely it was one of those things where if this was 2005, 2002 or whatever, uh, Miles Garrett probably would have got a four-game suspension. Um, but now because we're so aware of head trauma and, and – uh, you know how fragile our brains are they're definitely in all the lawsuits against the nfl that was related to uh brain trauma i think that now that they're now they're trying to uh you know they they used him as a um uh i guess try to set a precedent yeah to let people know like you know this is completely unacceptable yeah it's unacceptable but here's the deal this is what i believe i've been watching nfl for a long time i feel like this here would be about a four game suspension had it been prior to the cte era you know uh, before the research was done if you swing a helmet at someone you know that's you know that's not good but he would even if it was i don't even know if it would be a season who knows maybe it's seven games who knows you talk about the old nfl there was a lot of no rules. You could take quarterbacks and drive them into the ground. You could blast quarterbacks. You could even grab people by the back of their. Uh, now they have a. Uh, they the call collar. it a, a cow horse collar. A horse collar uh, penalty. But back That's in the day, they injury. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens was uh, the reason for that because he broke his leg because of how he got tackled. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. Um, here's the deal. Uh, I just think that they ultimately made an example out of him. And he deserved it. He's a grown man. He shouldn't be swinging a fucking helmet at someone. That yeah. was stupid. That's crazy. Uh, that's stupid. Yeah, I, I do think that he did drive him into the ground a little more than he needed to. He laid all his body weight on him. He disrespected him. He already had been. He, I mean, you already had a fucked up game. You threw four picks, and then now you slam me on the ground, and now you laying all over me, and you're fucking like 280 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck off of me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I get it from the quarterback's point of view. There's um, no way he didn't know that he threw the ball away. Yeah, but he it was still le- it was legal, man. It was a legal hit. Yeah, but he didn't have to fucking lay on him like that. I, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. So multiple things could be true. Miles um, Garrett, you fucked up, man. Because now 
what's going to happen is you're going to be known as the big angry black guy that fucked up and uh, people aren't going to want to take a chance on you. Yeah. You, you only got so, you, I mean, that was just crazy what he did too. It was weird. The coaches mm-hmm. were confused. They was on the sideline like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I mean, when you got they're two, winning the game, when you got both coaches looking at each other like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. Then you know, because the Browns head coach is like, "What?" Even um, the quarterback, uh, what's the quarterback's name? What Mason Rudolph? No, the Browns quarterback. Oh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Even he, after the game, was like, "Yeah, there's no place in this game for that kind of behavior." And yeah, you know, you know, he was basically. Uh, in so many words, bashing him. Nah, so, I don't think he was bashing him. He's holding him accountable. Yeah, that's I guess you know semantics. But yeah, um, even you know, like your, your own teammate, he's kind of basically giving him a stern talk um, in right. the in the post game interview. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just a crazy ordeal. Yeah, so that's a, there's a lesson to be learned, folks. I think that if you get caught up in the middle of a situation where you're reacting because this happened to all of us where something sets you off and you're reacting it's hard to catch yourself in the moment and say this ain't worth it but you're gonna have to do it or you're gonna end up paying a very harsh penalty i for one can reference the situation where i went overboard i remember it was 2003 i graduated from high school and i got a job at a specific place i won't say their name but I was at work. I had a supervisor show up and he, in so many words, uh, kind of raised his voice at me and told me I wasn't doing this and that. And, you know, there was a, a file book with information in it. He kind of like slammed it down and would say, get it done. I don't care or whatever. And then he walked away and I was boiling after this. I was like, well, who the fuck does this guy think he is coming in here yelling at me? I'm going to give him a piece of my mind when I get off the clock. So I go and see this guy after I get off of work or when I'm about to punch out. And I say, hey, man, so what was, what was that you were talking about earlier? And he was like, I'm, you need to do your job. And then and he started raising his voice again. So I took the clipboard. There was It was a thick clipboard that had a bunch of paperwork in it. And I took it off another counter and I threw it at this guy. I literally threw it at him, hit him right in the chest with it. And I said, meet me outside, you piece of shit. And I was 18 years old. <laughs> this guy was probably about 28 years old. He had no, I mean, you got to, I mean, and it was crazy. You're 28 years old. I'm 18. And you haven't learned that you need to learn how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it set me off. And then, you know, when you're very young and you just get inserted into the working world, you got a lot of lessons to learn. And I learned mine. Because what happened is, is even supervisors that were not there to see that altercation, they all signed some paper saying they seen me go crazy. They said they seen me threatening him and how he was scared. I seen the documentation and I said, and before I left to get my last paycheck from that job, I said, all you motherfuckers are liars. None of you motherfuckers were there. You weren't there. You lied. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I was really mad, but I had to understand that in that moment, I learned to never let my emotions predict how I'm going to conduct myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, uh, exhibit my frustrations on someone, and then in turn they react, and now we got a big fu- a fucking shitstorm. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. be responsible, man. Yeah, just emotional intelligence. Um, yeah, exactly. 
I think that's uh, the biggest thing. The thing that sucks about for Miles Garrett is a lot of people said that he's not even that type of person. You know, there's yeah. certain guys in the NFL that you be seeing do a little shaky stuff here. Like, you know, yeah. a guy like a – he's not in the NFL, but a guy like Grayson Allen, who's a person that be tripping people on a basketball court and, you know, doing all kind of weird little uh, – you know, little moves here and yeah. there to get under people's skin or whatever. Um, but Miles Garrett is a person that you know that he he's never had this type of a run in with with the with the with another player before. So it just sucks how like how fast you know your whole reputation can change. You know, with the swing of a helmet. Yeah, and you know what I'm not gonna do. Oh, this is something I really want to talk about. Don't throw a whole person away because of a single action. Mm-hmm. Don't throw a whole person away. I don't want to look at him swinging a helmet at somebody and say he's an awful person. He's a terrible person. He should be ashamed of himself. Um, X and Y, blah, blah, blah. And I call him a bad person. Don't label someone a bad person because of a bad action. There's this thing called redemption. And in life, you can redeem yourself. And I think the only the best reaction after a situation like that is change behavior. You know, and being if you can change your behavior and not allow things like that to get the best of you, then only, you know, deep down inside who you are. Don't let society determine who you are because of one action. You don't want to be known as the crazy black guy that was swinging a helmet at somebody. Mm -hmm. There's some there's some people until the day he retires from the NFL that will only notice him from that one action. Right. And that's wrong. It's some girls I knew back in the day that was fucking and sucking everybody. But today, there are wives and mothers. I, I can't look at a woman now and say, oh, she a hoe. But yeah. that's when she was 19. So yeah. I know I know it's not the greatest comparison. That is a good example, though. Oh. Because I, I see, you know, I know people personally that are married to girls that was very promiscuous in high school. Yeah, eating the booty and everything. <laughs> that was that was before eating the booty ages. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't popular then. Hey, what if you had like you know they had like BC before Christ? <laughs> what if it was BB before before, before, before booty? booty. <laughs> <laughs> that was comedy. Yeah, but no, that happens a lot, man. I think you know people. Uh, uh, they they grow up. Maybe they're. You know, we talked about it on a previous podcast where they're over sexualized as kids. So right. You know, they may have, you know, started earlier, you know, seeing certain things growing up and in turn they uh, they acted out because of that. Right. Um, but, you know, and then eventually they found love and then they can be promiscuous with a single person. So, you know, I don't think that's I don't think you could be promiscuous with one person. That's just, oh. that's called monogamy promiscuous okay yeah <laughs> be sexually active with, with a single person you get sleepy man yeah yeah it's all good man well uh how many how were we at man that's 216 oh jesus well we gave you guys two hours and 16 minutes of content mm -hmm. right okay so if you're taking a long drive somewhere or you're going to san diego or you're going to vegas or wherever you're going right now uh, you're welcome. Um, anyways, <laughs> if you made it all the way to the end of this episode, episode 86, we thank you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Binks. Get out of here. Peace.